This is my Actual Play podcast series, What Do I Know About Actual Play? In this episode, our group will be playing Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition Streets of Avalon setting. The Streets of Avalon is a gritty city-based fantasy setting that is the brainchild of Brett from the Gaming & BS podcast and was developed by Encoded Designs. If you enjoy this campaign, please take a look at the Streets of Avalon at DriveThruRPG. All right, I believe we're recording now. Um, this is my uh, actual play of the Streets of Avalon, and these are my awesome players. And um, we'll get going from there. Let's uh, have everybody introduce themselves. Brandon, would you care to go first? Sure, I'm Brandon. I'm playing Barbara Broomhill, the uh, roguish washbuckler type who likes hanging out on roofs and causing troubles for the uh, Temple of Hermes. <laughs> and that segue just this just begs for me to go, hey, Eileen, would you like to introduce yourself? <laughs> I'm Eileen. I am playing Morgan, a cleric of Hermes. She is a grown-up street urchin that likes to help out the kids and has gotten sucked into this misadventure. <laughs> and on that note, Bob, would you care to introduce your... Hello, I'm Bob Everson, and I am playing Garland Bach, a half-orc outlander who is an urban bounty hunter um, and occasional leg breaker for unsavory people. That works. Um, last time, um, you were kind of left with a cliffhanger. We didn't have any downtime in between sessions because you were in the middle of doing something. And fortunately, since the Streets of Avalon is a gritty fantasy setting, we are using the uh, slow healing and uh, recoveries rules that are optional in the Dungeon Master's Guide, which means until all of these wonderful adventurers get about a week off, they don't get their long rest. So everyone's pretty depleted from... Uh, chasing large insects that looked a lot like garland and uh various other situations and now they are currently uh chasing down a potentially dangerous situation behind the cradle which is the uh boarding house where garland lives and let's on that note um skip over to what our uh what our lamplighter is narrating this uh, crew right now. So the lamplighter is still speaking to the figure that paid him. He wasn't quite finished uh, explaining what was going on. The lamplighter ah yes, believe you might be in what was going on that they don't know about. Well, they don't even realize that this situation was emerging. And as the lamplighter says that, we cut away to a scene that none of you know about, which involves several people in, um, um, like black leathers coming up to a kind of worn down house, but it looks like a nicer neighborhood than where all of you are at. And the uh, people in their long leather coats come up to the door and come in, come in. And you see a, a man, a strange looking um, person with a, like a long stringy mustache. And he is um, kind of in not the best looking clothes you see like books and candles and skulls and jars of things all over his house and one of the men says sorcerer need you to track someone down oh really well i can do that um do they need to be alive no that's fine they don't need to be well then i have just the thing to find them and they hand over a picture of garland (laughs) to the uh, (laughs) to the uh, sorcerer who then begins uh, drawing a summoning circle on the... <laughs> awesome. Um, so, cutting back to our actual heroes on the street. Um, currently, uh, Zindlane, your uh, nobleman that has hit rock bottom and who has also become a uh, warlock, is the only one that can see the maps on this ancient book that you borrowed from the uh, 
the House of Odin. The indication was that if you could apply uh, Demon Icar to the pages, the maps would be visible to other people. But for some reason, Zinlane has no problem looking at these pages. Uh, Zinlane has been translating the map to Morgan, who is a little bit more savvy of the city streets. And you located um, this hotspot that uh, may be one of the seals that you now know are underneath this part of the city. And it indicates that it is behind um, Garland's uh, boarding house. And at that point in time, your former party member, Draman, um, Garland got this vision of him and being in this uh, grove in this one alleyway that he always went to. And that ceased to exist. And Barrow and Morgan did not see that alleyway disappear. So um, about this time when Garland is asking them if they saw this and Morgan and Barrow turn around, when all three of you turn back around, you no longer see Zinlane. Oh, come on, Z, where are you? City's just eating people. <laughs> so on that note, now <laughs> you, you call for Zinlane for a little bit and he doesn't, uh, he doesn't respond. Um, that's, you know, probably not as uh, uncommon for Zinlane as it might be for other people, but yeah. what do you wish to do at this point? Well, we had a pretty good idea where the spot on the map was that we need, right? Yes, you did. So as long as we don't have to go look for another one <laughs> and try and read the map that we can't read, <laughs> let's find the entrance here and see what we can figure out. All right. So do you proceed to the alleyway behind the cradle? Yes. we. All right. Um, so you get to the cradle. You're used to seeing this place. It's about as homey as any place can be in the, uh, in the aisles. It's run down. It's, uh, you know, the bottom part is drenched from when the streets flood out, but it's elevated a little bit. Not quite like how the, uh, the well, um, you know, how, how um, other places are, but this was, it's an up enough to where, you know, it might only flood a couple inches at worst into, uh, into the floor. And um, around back, um, see a shed. And Garland, you've seen this shed before. It's just a place where, uh, where uh, Mother Ninra stores stuff every once in a while. And she tries to have her little like window garden things for as much as they manage to survive in the, uh, you know, through getting the, what little sunlight comes through the uh, smoky yeah. sky there. But the... Uh, the shed is wide open. I right? don't know that I've ever seen it open. <laughs> no. Well, let's take a peek inside. All right. Um, when you look inside, it's actually a little bit bigger than you expected it to look inside the shed. But what is a little bit more surprising is um, a few weeks back when you clobbered those uh, thugs that had the blackened eyes and the uh, scarified symbols all over them and you gave them to, um, uh, you gave them to, uh, you gave them to uh, Ibarra because they worked for Grandmother Shark. Um, you don't know what she did with them, and they're here. Uh, okay. Here as in they're just kind of hanging out, or here mm -hmm. they're... Yeah, they're sitting in the shed. Um, they're wearing, like, um, they look like they're wearing one of the, uh, the, the kind of emergency clothes like the, uh, the ragmender would uh, come up with for someone. Like, they're not wearing their... They're more thuggish, almost uniform-looking uh, uh, rat catcher uniforms. They have these stitched together, clean, but stitched together, you know, uh, clothing in there. They're both kind of just staring straight ahead, not really responding to a whole lot. Hey, what are you guys doing here? Uh, hello? Kind of knock on one of the doors. All right, then. They maybe have too much to drink? They're, it's like they recognize that you're here, but they don't quite seem to remember how to communicate 
Okay, then. Well, we're just going to... And Morgan, you have not seen these people before, so you're not quite sure why Barrow and Garland uh, recognize these two people that are just kind of sitting out here in the shed. Thugs. I'm going to pretend that they're not here and just start (laughs) looking around. Okay. Um, The back door to the boarding house is also hanging wide open. Well, that I don't like. Now I'm going to go poke my head in there. All right, so you poke your head in, and... Normally in the little kitchen that's in there, Mother Ninra is in there because she often like makes tea or has snacks for people that are staying. She's nowhere to be seen. I will Seems kind of empty in here, isn't it? Hello, Mother Ninra. Are There's you around? No answer. All right. I'm going to take a quick run through the boarding house, hang around um, without going into people's actual rooms, <laughs> but like, you know, blow through there real quick, look around, see if I see anything amiss. Um, uh, yeah, nothing else looks looks amiss. Like you know where she keeps some of her her extra linens and everything, and that's all like folded up in there. You do notice, and this is an odd thing for you to put your finger on, but you do notice that normally you have this wave of calm that comes over you when you come in here. Yeah, and it's it doesn't feel like that right. No, that is not a good thing. All right, back out to the shed. <laughs> I grab one of these doofuses <laughs> by the in front of the shirt. I give him a shake. Hey, what the hell's wrong with you? Wake up. Focus. Where's Mother Ninra? Ninra. <laughs> Mother Ninra. Come on. Ninra? <laughs> he puts, ah, he puts his arms out like he's ready to hug you. <laughs> Throw him on the ground. All right. This is harsh in my calm. <laughs> there you is... were pointed in this direction for a reason. Yes. And um, if, if um, you're reading this right, it was below this area. And there is a sewer access at the end of the street, right by the uh, where the alleyway. God, I hate the sewers. <laughs> all right, who's with me? I think we're all in this uh, anyway. <laughs> Gotta see this right. through. Kind of oh, poking one of the guys in the the shoulder. <laughs> uh, something's something's been done to these jokers. <laughs> all right, let's pop the sewer grate open. All right, um, it is locked as usual. It's a little bit rusted because the water overflows and covers over the uh, the sewer grates. Do you have a uh, lock pick kit? I do. Okay. <laughs> I am I was... actually trained in thieves' tools. <laughs> oh, look at that! I think there's three of us in the party now. Because <laughs> I don't even. Well, if you don't have any, you can borrow mine. Do you have a I'm bunch sure of you're locks better that you've been keeping? <laughs> That's right. I forgot I was keeping locks. Oh, I do have them on here. Oh, I do. Yeah, okay. Okay. All right, who wants to take crack at this? Go for it. Okay. Is anybody going to uh, backseat watch uh, Borrow try and uh, I'll, take this? I'll hover over his shoulder and be like, <laughs> no, no, to the left. <laughs> Wiggle I'm going to bring in mute. <laughs> I'm going to cast Guidance on Barrow before he starts. All right. So you have, you have Guidance and uh, Garland giving you advantage on this. Uh, what does Guidance give me? Uh, extra d4. Cool. Oh, damn. Okay. Um, <laughs> natural 20. Wow. Yeah. So despite how rusted out this, this lock looks, the mechanisms were great, and you just feel, you know, you got the, the clicking going perfectly, and it just pops right open. For a total of, uh, that's a lot, uh, <laughs> 31. Jeez. Wow. A free lock in the neighborhood unlocks. I'm just letting you know, you had it at 20. <laughs> yeah, well, I had to show off. If, if I may narrate this one, <laughs> yeah, Paro puts the picks into the lock and with a deft twist, <laughs> clicks the thing unlocked with a flick that 
pops the ring, spins it, loops it out of the thing. The lock goes up in the air like this, catches it with the other hand, and puts it in his pocket. And goes, All right, we're good. And another lock. All right. Um, so, do you have a light, sir? Oh, I've got my hooded lantern. I was going to say, I've got nine torches left. The good old uh, sewer exploring lamp. Yep. (laughs) All right. So you see um, the normal, like, access cage that that envelops the stairs that go down the recesses of the sewer. So when you get about 10 feet down, there is a side cage that goes off into an access area. Or it keeps going down. Like, what would you like to do? Well, and all the times I've been in there was I've never seen one that goes off to the side like this before you get to the bottom. So clearly, <laughs> I have to check that out. Um, there is, um, the door is closed, but it does not appear to have a lock. On, but it's got like a mechanism to yeah know, click open. I'm just going to flick it open. Okay. Um, about, um, let's see, what is, what is a lantern? 30 feet. Okay. So um, you get about 10 feet uh, into this area where the uh, doors open and you see there is a plank that is sitting between the normal access way and where it keeps going. It almost looks like in all the times it's washed out, like some of the uh, bolts holding this together rusted out and the middle section just dropped. So now there's just a board. Awesome. (laughs) How sturdy does that board look? Um, it is wood that has been in an area that floods out often. That's what I thought. <laughs> All right, I put a tentative foot out on it, give it a little... Okay. Um, let the heavy guy go. Creaks a little. <laughs> um, give me um, uh, acrobatic to see. Basically, you're trying to balance your weight so you're not putting all of your weight down on one foot. But of course. <laughs> oh, that'd be a no. <laughs> So you you take a step and then you carefully go to shift your other foot and then you put a little bit more weight on that back foot than you intended and you hear a loud crack and this 10 foot section of board just kind of snaps in the middle and you don't fall as far as you could. That's the good news. There is a crosswalk about 20 feet down. Ow. <laughs> so Garland... You take five points of damage as you hit that crosswalk underneath. Well, that hurt. <laughs> the good news is you don't have to try and walk across the board. <laughs> I'm not too sure I was willing to. <laughs> Ow. And Garland Wood, um, what is your passive? 13. Okay. Would you like to give me a perception? Ha <laughs> That'd be a 21. You can hear, like, way down low, you're hearing water moving. And it's more water than usual for uh, the sewers. So you're thinking at this point that the, um, the sticks might be starting to back up into this area. It's pretty low at the moment, but you don't know how much this is going to flood out based on where the water you know, flows and how many you know, switchbacks it actually flows into. Awesome. But you can definitely hear that below you. Fabulous. That'll make more fun. <laughs> so Carla, right. what do you, what's down there? What do you see? Well, there's a crosswalk here. Um, and it sounds like a lot of running water. I think the sticks may be starting to back up. Ah, well, good thing I'm not going down there. Um, (laughs) so is there some place that I could tie a rope to? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a cage, you know, kind of surrounding all of it. Okay. Um, I say, I'll, uh, I'll get you out of there. 
and then I go and I, I start tying the rope, uh, one of the cages, making sure it's nice and tight. Um, doesn't seem like there's too much of a rush, so <laughs> make sure it's nice and secure and toss the other end down to Garland. Okay. All right, I will, uh, I will shoot back up the rope. <laughs> I will say um, you have a rope, and this is fairly easy because you can kind of hit, like, every once in a while, there's, like, a cross beam and brace yourself again. You make it back up. You don't need to. <laughs> so you're back up there. The uh, boards have uh, fallen through. What would you like to do with this? How far was the gap? A little more than 10, 10 feet? feet. Yeah. And what, what does it look like is on the other side? Um, it just, it looks like another one of these access hatchways. It's just that, like, that 10-foot section of metal just dropped out from rusting. So it's kind of like the walkway that, that Garland just hit. It's just that one, the bolts apparently didn't rust out and drop the section. Um, is there, like, cage the whole way? Or? Um, yeah. So conceivably, we could use the rope as a safety and the cage climb across the 10-foot. You could do that. I'm going to do that. I will be proof of concept. Okay. Well, we got enough uh, rope, too. We can, well, if we can do it one at a time, too, I was going to tie, there's enough rope we could tie all of us up and have us all go at the same time. But, yeah, you go be the guinea pig. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is the lowest you can get on an athletics? Uh, <laughs> uh, that'd be a three. Okay, so you still need the roll, then. <laughs> <All right. sighs> there is still be, a chance. I'm going to be right back. Sorry. Okay. No problem. Oh, that's a 12. All right. So you make it across. Um, you know, every every so often, like, one of the uh, rusted out things feels a little less solid, so you have to reach over a little bit further and grab it, but you make your way across. All right. I will uh, toss the rope back. Next. What is your lowest that you can get on an athletics check? I can get a five. Okay. Um, you don't have a problem getting across. <laughs> Fry, little guy. <laughs> so... That just leaves Morgan. All right, what does Morgan need to do? Um, what is the lowest you can get on an athletics? A one. <laughs> all right, then you will need to roll then. I am all acrobatics. I have no athletics. 13. Okay, so you get across safely as well. So you are all um, you are all ready to um, keep going. Yeah, moving along. Yeah, okay. let's do um, You see at the end of the 30 feet of your uh, lantern light, you can kind of see that there is like a T intersection at the far end there. Do you wish to keep moving towards it? Yeah. All right. What order are you going in? Not that it matters. <laughs> I'm going to go first. Okay. I am fairly perceptive. <clears throat> okay. And I'm going to recommend we move at a uh, slower pace. <laughs> so um, Just don't block my light. <laughs> <laughs> so as you uh, walk down there and you carefully look around as you're walking um, you notice um, right about before you get to that T intersection, about 20 feet to either side to the, um, the right-hand side based on where you're at, there is a big solid door. Like it's almost like a vault door. And to the other side, there is just another, just another cage door that light leads to some more uh, crosswalks and stairs. And bars looking at the uh, vault door and going, ooh, what's in there? <laughs> Bad things, man. Mm-hmm. That's why we're here. <laughs> I'll better get out of the way then. <laughs> so, um, what are you? I'd like to uh, check out the door. Kinda. All right. Um, it's going to scrutinize it then. Yes. Give me an investigation. Okay. My passive investigation is fifteen. Oh, okay. And I rolled a nineteen plus. No, nope, I don't have a plus to investigation, so just a flat nineteen. All right. 
Um, you can clearly tell looking at this door, um, this vault door looking thing has been here for a long time. But what you can tell as you are looking at it is there was um, like masonry and stuff that had kind of sealed it up. Like it had been like no one had touched this. If you had to guess, it's probably been like centuries since somebody opened this, but it has been opened. Well, that's no bueno. Yeah. <laughs> it's closed back up. But you can definitely tell the stuff that was kind of chiseled out of the, uh, you know, the the border around it. You can tell that the uh, someone oiled the uh, the big hinge on the far side of it. Someone has worked on this door to get it open. So this door has been here a while, and it had been sealed up, and somebody has unsealed it and opened it recently, guys. And probably released another nasty monster into the world. Awesome. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Well, let's open it and see what's going on. Is it um, When you look at it, um, there is not a lock. There are numbered tumblers. <laughs> How are they numbered? Sequential? I mean, it looks like there are just a bunch of different numbers, like you would line up the numbers to a certain yeah. combination. It would open up. Um, would anyone like to give me... Ooh, I have some history. I got a little bit of that. 14. All right. Um, when you look at... Um, this is probably a ridiculous thing to pop into your head but this thing almost looks like how people describe like the old uh dwarven buildings from underneath underneath uh, avalon and you know dwarves are like near mythic things like i guess they kind of existed but people you know come up with all these fanciful stories for when they were still in this region and this is not nearly deep enough yeah this is this is really odd that this would be up here if it really is or it's somebody that did a really good job of studying uh, dwarven, you know, techniques for sealing things up. If they, uh, but at any rate, they did it a long, long time ago. Huh. All right. Well, let's see if we can. Uh, do we have any information in the uh, documentation that we've been given about these vault things and the situation of what the combination might be? You don't know. Because Zinlane disappeared with the book. <laughs> um, Barrow's just going to, just his natural curiosity, start playing with combat. He starts with zero, 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 if that's a possibility. <laughs> I don't know how many positions there are. Zero through nine, and we're going to start with zero, zero, zero. One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> it's like the combination idiot uses on his luggage. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Um, Borrow, I think um, you've been doing illicit things long enough, correct? Yeah. Um, you could make a perception check to listen to the tumblers in the store. Okay, I will do that. That'll be a 19. Okay. Um, you think of the, um, there's five, you know, tumblers with numbers on. You're pretty sure you can get the first number off of what you were just, so would you like to keep going? Um, yes. Okay. Give me another perception. Uh, one. Well, natural one. Um, six. <laughs> um, I'm going to say that failed enough that you think you got the second number. <laughs> so right now you're feeling, oh, I got two now. <laughs> yeah, guys, it's totally easy. Piece of cake. All right, you want to listen to the third one now? Yeah. And this dice seems to be really swingy. <laughs> Uh, that'll be 14. Okay. I like how confident Barrow is doing this right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, guys. I got this. It's totally a piece of cake. You, you got, you have two more. Uh, 21. Okay. I will tell you, 
when you get your the 21, you're pretty sure that you got that one too. But you're also hearing super muffled voices on the inside of this. Oh, awesome. guys, there's somebody. Somebody. Okay, we'll open it faster. The grip on my sword tightens. Working on it. All right, make that last check. Maybe you should be letting a professional handle this. <laughs> Borrow is a professional. professional. <laughs> 19. All right, so based on all of the things that you heard, I am going to let you make a sleight of hand check to, to dial in this uh, combination at disadvantage. <laughs> okay. You got enough to try it. <laughs> Guidance. <laughs> Ooh. Well, one is a 19. <laughs> uh, 19 is good enough. You. Uh, well, no, I, oh. I'm just a disadvantage, so 14. Oh, so okay. ni- 19 total, and then you said guidance, so <laughs> that's another four. So um, 23. 23, math. All right. So, yeah, with that guidance, you managed to, you were only like a few numbers off, so your hand just happens to flick over into the number that you thought you were going to put it on. And you look at it for a minute and go, that's wrong. But then it like clicks and the door starts open. It's like, no, no, that's exactly what you meant to put it. <laughs> totally meant to do that. All right. Which way does the door swing in or out? It swings outward. You know, I just realized too, I can reroll ones. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's all right. You'll remember that next time. <laughs> well, I, I, I like playing up the lucky thing too. So I should have mm-hmm. done that. <laughs> all right. Okay. Give the door a good pull to swing it open, and I prepare my sword. So Who's in the room? When you pull the door open, you see there are several lanterns already in there. You see Mother Ninra tied to a chair, and you see Run Encounter. You see um, two, or no, sorry, three people in odd robes um, standing in here. And does anyone have, well, you can make a check whether you have it or not. Uh, give me a religion check. Oh, I'm trained in that. 16. All right. You clearly tell this is something no sane person would publicly show, but there are signs of the cult of Erlig. Eat those guys. <laughs> so I'm putting everyone. All right. What's Barrow's initiative modifier? Uh, plus five. All right. What's Morgan's? Plus two. All right. And what's Garland's? Plus one. All right. Okay. So um, as the... The door swings open. Um, Borrow, you can act first. Um, all three of the robed figures kind of look out as soon as uh, Garland opens the door. And Mother Ninra oddly has kind of a serene look on her face for someone that's tied up and surrounded by cultists. These are the bad guys, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, he pulls you, you... out his, uh, his swords and goes towards the nearest one. How far out are they? Um, yes, I should do that. Um, all right, so this is about 15 feet in to the door. So Garland's on that side. Borrow's going first. So, so yeah, they are right there, right there. So you are 15 feet away from them. And there's Mother Nip. Okay. You do also notice beyond the scene, behind all of them, um, another um, 15 feet behind them is what looks like another one of the seals that you saw. Morgan, unfortunately, just sees like a really ornate wall. <laughs> Um, and by the way, my initiative is actually seven. I don't know why it doesn't add it in, but I get my, I add my charisma. My initiative. Okay. Um, you still want for it. <laughs> yeah. Bad. All right. So, um, I'm going to go right up to the closest one and, and attack him. All right. Okay. First short sword is, 
Oh, I wasn't unmuted. Uh, I got an 18 to hit on the first short sword. All right. So that will definitely hit. And I get sneak attack damage on it because it's rakish audacity. <laughs> I swashbuckler's broken, I think. It is. <laughs> there, there are very few circumstances where you don't get sneak yeah. attack. And plus three. So 13 damage from one short sword. <laughs> so you go charging into the room. And you stab the first cultist and he falls over. How about the, oh, that was easy. <laughs> now, here's my question. Um, did, are, did you strike to kill him? Um, I kind of went in not really with any restraint. <laughs> so right. that one I do run through, yes. Yeah, so yeah, your short sword just goes straight through his, uh, his lower intestines and it kind of spills out. <laughs> Awesome. Part of my idiom. <laughs> okay, um, so the next one, um, I realize that these guys probably aren't much of a match for me, so I'm going to take a little easy on this next guy. <laughs> oh, actually, I should say, is the is the other one close enough? Oh, yeah, they were all okay. grouped together. They were all okay. grouped together interrogating Mother Nera. Um, I go too easy on him. <laughs> I rolled a one. You kind of see everything spill out in the floor and go, Whoa. <laughs> whoops. <laughs> All right. Um, so, uh, Morgan, what would you like to do after seeing uh, seeing that? Well, I either have stuff that shoot to kill or not terribly effective. <laughs> um, I'm going to go up to one of the cultists and try to knock him out by smacking him upside the head with my mace. All right. And that's a 13 plus, oh, 15 to hit. That will hit. I was not prepared. <laughs> There's a D6. And that is three damage. All right. He is still standing. Garland, what would you like to do? All right. You said there was three of them? Uh, there was. Now there's two. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm going to step in to the, uh, the one that hasn't been attacked yet, and I'm going to cut his butt in half. Okay. <laughs> Awesome. That'll be a 20. <laughs> and as you come around the side of a mother, Ninra is like, it's so good to see you again, girl. And <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen you at work before. Oh, that's 10 points. <laughs> All right. So, and then I will say, if you would like to live, put your hands in the air. <laughs> and um, the one that's over by Morgan, um, he is going to um, borrow and Morgan. You can both take an attack of opportunity as he is stepping back behind Mother Ninra halfway to the uh, to the sea. Ten. <laughs> Morgan missed, but uh, Barrow is apparently very bloodthirsty right now. <laughs> and that will be, damn, nine damage. Um, I am going to do subduel. All right. So he is still standing. <laughs> and <clears throat> he looks at all of you and says, you're going to ruin everything. I don't know why this woman wasn't affected by the scroll. And he is holding the scroll in his hand and he reaches out and he does the, uh, he does the, uh, the, the temple of doom move towards, uh, um, unfortunately probably towards Morgan. Uh, and he reaches out and this, uh, line of like green tendrily spiraling miasma comes towards you and let's see what he gets. Da -da -da. Oh, I am so sorry. <laughs> so he critted with that cleric heal thyself <laughs> cleric ain't got no more heal juice it's too bad oh. you wasted it all on some bratty little uh, uh bargeman oh 
So, um, you take 19 poison damage as these green tendrils uh, seep into you. Okay, well, that ain't right. (laughs) Well, I'm still up, but barely. (laughs) All right. And uh, now the the other cultist that's pretty much uh, surrounded. um, uh, Yeah, he is going to... um, He has this fancy ceremonial flail that has like a skull head on the end of it. And he is going to swing that at Baro, the bloodthirsty. <laughs> All right. Does a... Probably not. Does a 13 hit Baro? No. Okay. So he Hopefully swings no. it and you easily see the arc that he is, he is describing <laughs> with this flail and step out of the... Songs will be sung of your deeds, Baro. <laughs> and Baro, what would you like to do again now? Okay. Um, I'm going to... I'm going to chant. Uh, no, I'm not going to kill. Um, is the guy with the green tendrils, is he still nearby or would I have to move to attack him? Um, he is 10 feet away from you. I don't want to provoke an attack opportunity. Uh, um, you wouldn't. Okay. You don't have to get too far away from the other guy to reach. Okay. Then I, I go towards the, the green tendrils guy and that guy. That guy. Uh, I'm going to debating whether I want to go all out on the we're 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 softening up this other guy but this this guy might know something I'm gonna I'm gonna hamstream him hamstring him <laughs> so first attack will be a 23 to hit yeah <laughs> my 3d6 of damage again uh uh 16 damage all right he's still up but he is definitely bloodied Okay, let's try one more hit on this guy with my other short sword. And that will be a 19 to hit. And that will definitely hit. Oh, I've been rolling a d4 with my d6s. <laughs> what? Oh, and now I all roll ones. Uh, <laughs> one, one, two. Uh, so three damage, six damage. Okay, he goes down. Did you put him down lethally? No, I... Uh, okay. Um disabled him as best I could. Okay, so, um, yeah, you see him bleeding and then you can, like, cloud him on the side of the head and he just drops like a sack. Alright, Morgan, <laughs> there is only one of these cultists left. So, the guy that Barrow just took out, is he bleeding out? No, he's stable. Okay, then I am going to cast Sacred Flame on the other guy. Alright. Oh, and that's a dexterity save for him. <laughs> yeah, he's great at that. <laughs> oh crap 17 nope that makes it <laughs> apparently he uh practices ballroom dancing outside of his uh, cult work and uh... everybody needs a hobby <laughs> garland what would you like to do there is one cultist still conscious <clears throat> no there is <laughs> he has raised my ire <laughs> oh swing and a miss that's a critical miss right oh. so one. Um, Garland is a very competent person, but I, I'm thinking all of the loose rubble from this uh, ancient thing kind of gets under your uh, your feet, so your swing is a little bit off, so he manages to lean back at the last yeah. second. There's some guts on the floor. That's true. <laughs> there are intestines. Damn it, entrails. <laughs> all right, so now, um, <laughs> the last one is looking slightly uncertain, but he is still a follower of Erlig, so he's not the most... Mm, wise in some of his decisions so <laughs> so he is also going to um actually he is going to do something completely unwise because he is standing next to garland and he is going to use a ranged attack so he's going to be at disadvantage 
but he wants us to look impressive if it does work. So, does a 17 hit Garland? Damn it, yes. So at point-blank range, this black energy just swirls around his hand and shoots off into your, just like straight into your gut. And... Oh, this... (laughs) You think, but it only did two points of damage. (laughs) Is that the best you can do? (laughs) You just made him even more mad. (laughs) Borrow... You are like catty corner from this guy. You're still adjacent. Okay. Um, I am going to probably uh, same type of thing. He's kind of busy with Garland, and I'm going to do like attack his, his kind of like ankle <laughs> and try to disable him. I feel bad killing that one guy. No, I don't. <laughs> oh, damn, with the 20s tonight. Uh, natural 20. Um, it's, it's my lock pick. <laughs> so that was that. Get you out of the way, D4. 19, 17, and then for critical, it's, do you roll one more time? Yeah. Okay, one more of the... And so 19 damage. So I am, I am going to say, normally, yes, you can pull your punches on the final hit, but you did more than his total hit points again past zero <laughs> so i am going to say even with trying to pull your punch you you managed to like crack this guy's you know or you you um you you I managed hit, to I hit a artery yeah <laughs> so this yeah. one does not quite get subdued fountain of blood sprays out of him and you're like oh but since you <laughs> meant to subdue him and this went horribly wrong i will give you inspiration for that <laughs> so um Everyone is unconscious or dead, except for all of you and Mother Ninra. Um, There is an odd feeling that all of you get once the tension of the fight is over. Um, The adrenaline kind of drains out of you, and for a second you feel tired, but then all of a sudden you feel just really calm. And you don't know why this is happening, but all of you can take a short rest, right? Which means if you would like to spend hit dice, you may. (laughs) I will definitely do that. Oh, I feel much better. Yep. So, I don't. Yeah, I, well, I, I should say I don't really got all of this back. <laughs> I got um, 11, but I rolled a nine, so. So, yeah, you're not quite sure why you felt so calm and relaxed, even though, you know, this was kind of like an immediate thing after the fight. But, yeah, you all feel well, a lot I know why. Right now. <laughs> Mother Ninra's sitting there. Well, yeah. She has that effect on people. <laughs> so, so, I'm really interested in this scroll, and I'm going to, Farrow's going to dash right for that to find out what this is all about. Hey, Mother Ninra looks over at Carolyn and says, I know you're probably here for a good reason, but could I trouble someone to untie? Absolutely. <laughs> It'll definitely cut her bonds. Ah, oh, that is, that. that's nice. It was starting to cut my circulation off. I appreciate that, Garland. You are such a good boy. I really appreciate it. And she like pats you on. I don't have any tea for you, unfortunately. I'm a little bit far from the kitchen. That's quite all right. We can have tea later. Right now, I need to ask you some questions, though. Anything you need. Why did these men kidnap you and strap you to a chair? I don't know in the slightest. However, they said they were going to read that scroll to me. And it was going to convert me to their cause. And for some reason, it did not have the expected effect on me. All right. Well, I'm very grateful that that did not. Uh... Um, yeah. Well, we're going to uh, we're going to look around a little bit here and then uh, <clears throat> and then we'll get you out of here and you can go uh, go back home and rest. That if would be wonderful. Wait. Oh, those poor boys. I did not finish taking care of them this afternoon. 
Yeah, they're just kind of sitting there dumbfounded. Yes, they would be. Hope they don't get too agitated. Hmm. <laughs> um, hmm. How, like, Garland knows he feels um, calm around Mother Ninra, but um, give me give me an insight check. Absolutely. That'd be a 15. Um, yeah, you almost get the feeling that she is worried that they might revert back to how they were if they are not in her presence. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right, well, let's make this quick then. <laughs> Those men, they came in, uh, they drugged me out. They started reading me. And quite honestly, they have horrible pronunciation. And on top of all of that, they were saying that um, they were saying that they were doing all of this for the bleak one and that they needed to hollow out more recruits. And, and then, and you notice there are tools piled up, like probably like mining or construction type tools over by the seal. Of course. They were going to try and crack the seal. <clears throat> yeah, that is the impression that you get. <laughs> awesome. So I don't know who this bleak one is, but quite honestly, I do not appreciate him. I agree, but you have been very helpful. Thank you. You have not introduced me to your friends. <laughs> All right. I, I haven't met your friends. I don't believe they've come to visit you anytime. Um, you know, I don't usually take many visitors, but real quick, uh, this is Barrow Broomhill. And this is Morgan. Do you have another <laughs> Morgan? Um, Just Morgan is fine. And um, and they are good friends. Of uh, a, a priestess of Hermes. I, I appreciate everything that you... I take a small bow. <laughs> then she looks over at Barrow and like pinches his cheek. You are just adorable, aren't you? <laughs> yes. Yes, I am. And then she, she looks down at the swords and goes, when did you earn those? Uh, by earn... I think you mean grab? Oh, so this wasn't um, this wasn't part of a promotion ceremony. People keep making references to this thing, and I <laughs> just don't know. Yeah, those were acquired. Uh, well, just and so for as proper and nice as she's been this whole time, she looks at Barrow and goes, "Just watch your ass, son." <laughs> <laughs> All right. At this point, I feel confident that the seal is intact and has not been broken. They didn't get to it yet. Yeah, it does not look like it is. Like, the wall looks ancient, but it's in pretty well preserved. Like, all of the symbols are carved deep into it. And all right, here's my suggestion. I say we get Mother Ninra and the unconscious dude out of here, which will take a little bit of work because we got to get across that 10-foot gap. But between the three of us, we should be able to manage that. And then once we get up topside, um, we need to send word to uh, the Griffins to let them know that we have uh, members of the cult of Erlig in our grasp, and we need to send word to Valkyrie. Oh, um, uh oh, looks like. Yep, looks like we lost him. Oh, there he is. He froze for a second there. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think uh, to, to Marley. Marley, whoever we're working with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Valkyrie Marlick. Marley, Valkyrie yes. Marley. Um, because um, the people that we're. Oh no. Um, the Lachey priest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was going to say something, the grave diggers. That's all I get think of. <laughs> yeah. Brother, Brother Sebastian. Yeah. There he is. Brother Sebastian. <laughs> um, because the people that need to know, need to know. All right. So let's, uh, and then you can examine the scroll at your leisure. Um, I'm going to take scraps from the robes of the cultists too, so that we have like little pieces of evidence. Oh, okay that we can send to people and be like, this is yeah. what we ran into, guys. <laughs> Good call. All right. Um, are you um, going to leave the uh, the dead ones in, in here? 
Do they have anything on them? <laughs> um, they have their their spooky looking skull flails. Yeah, that's too heavy. Yeah. <laughs> we will leave the corpses in the room. Okay. Uh, and we should probably lock the door, but we know the combination now because you got it open. Yeah, I totally memorized that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's got numbers so that you can see what the numbers are, right? So the numbers should still be visible oh, yeah, in the thing. True. So we just yeah. make note of the numbers again, give them all a flick. <laughs> Um, give me, um, uh, just give me, um, Morgan and Borrow both. Just give me, well, actually, um, Garland, you're trained with who, right? Uh-huh. I will say that's enough for this. Give me an intelligence save. Ooh, not my fort. <laughs> Ten. Ten. <laughs> Natural 20. <laughs> oh, jeez. Wow. So, Borrow, it occurs to you that you, un- if you can find the right mechanism while this door is open you can reset that combination to a different number yeah so (laughs) i was thinking of just zeros but that probably might be the first thing that people try again um all sevens okay all right um nobody will guess that okay um you basically have to kind of get into the tumblers from the side. So I'm going to say this is a thieves tool uh, check. Reset those. Are you telling anyone that you're trying to do this? Um, yeah, I do. I, I let them know. I'm like, I'll, I'll say something along the line. You know, in case, you know, other people know about this and come back, uh, we can trip them up a little bit. Um, does anyone want to help borrow? With? So, so borrow, you would then have um, advantage on. First roll was a 12. Next one is... A three, so I'll go with the twelve. <laughs> um, Morgan, were uh, well, you going to uh, were you going to uh, guidance him? Yes, of course. <laughs> I figured you meant to do that. Uh, so fourteen, and then my uh, proficiency uh, sixteen now. <laughs> so the two of you were looking at this, and you can see the mechanism that you have to to push to reset the tumblers. And for some reason you were doing it and it wasn't working. And then all of a sudden this, this wave just washes over you almost like magic. And you're like, Oh, I got to hold this first and then do that. <laughs> oh. no, 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 no. So I see them kind of struggling with it. <laughs> and I'm like, these guys are such amateurs. And I go and I smack <laughs> Barrow upside the head with guidance. That is the guidance from, uh, from Hermes. <laughs> all bad. right. So this, yeah, this sounds very familiar. Her pointing out the obvious thing I've missed <laughs> in real life. I should, I yeah, preface that. Yeah, I, I, it's I, very I was, on brand. I was just going to say in the Force Awakens when Ray is doing trying to show Finn which tool that is totally my wife. Whenever she has me helping her with something, no, look where I'm pointing, right here. <laughs> All right, so you um you manage to pop the button, you reset them, you can change them to whatever number you want. And then, do you close it up? Yes. You hear this big clank as everything resets and everything clicks into place and you're all set. All right, let's get the hell out of here. As soon as you walk outside, the water is like 20 feet below you now. It's been steadily rising. Well, that's no bloody good. (laughs) It is now up to where you fell before we got out of there. (laughs) Yeah, that's going to impede anybody coming down in here. But maybe we're lucky and we don't need anybody to actually come down in here, but we'll find out. All right, let's get across this pit. All right. So, um, do you have any plans for getting anyone else across? Uh, Ropes and guidance. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, ropes should be enough if we do it right. I have 50 feet of rope, too. 
So theoretically, we could like stretch a couple of ropes across on one on either side and... That's much better than what I was thinking. I was thinking just the whole mountain climbing, tying to each other thing again. So while you're discussing how you want to rig this up, Mother Ninra goes, don't worry about me on, on any account. And she takes a running jump. And when she jumps over it, she doesn't seem like she is traveling at the speed she should for the velocity that someone has. Like, not drastically, but just a little bit slower than you would expect someone to descend again after they jumped and she lands on the other side oh she totally just crouching tiger hidden dragon just... <laughs> <laughs> i yeah. was thinking princess peach from super mario brothers 2 <laughs> well hell i would try that but i don't want to fall in that water <laughs> i wish i could do that <laughs> she is a woman of many talents okay so we're gonna make our way across i'll carry the corpse or the unconscious guy he's not a corpse <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> I'll carry the, the corpse. Give it time. Night, the night's young. <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah. Do you just want to, uh, so you're just kind of throwing the rope across and having that in case you fall, or is that? Yeah, using the cage and the rope to, to uh, aid you with the climbing. All right. Um, give, me, uh, uh, give me an athletics check with disadvantage since you're, well, no, not you. You're carrying, you can carry things. You don't have to worry about this. So just give me the athletics check. <laughs> Thing it wasn't get? with a disadvantage? I would have rather had disadvantage. <laughs> <laughs> what did you get? I got a five. Um, that is just barely what you needed to get for this. <laughs> I slip a couple of times. I almost drop the guy. <laughs> I get to the other side. I flop him on the edge. Well, see, if you had gotten any, any um, lower... I was, well, actually, you know what? I'm going to offer this to you as the guy is starting to slip. I will give you inspiration if he falls off. Uh, since we can only ever have one. Oh, you still have one? I still have it. Oh, okay. So <laughs> I, will, I will not take that bargain. Okay. So, yes, you just barely get across. Everybody kind of like holds their breath for a second as uh, Garland kind of missed a foothold. And All right, who wants to go next? I slapped the uh, barge from upside the head with another guidance. Say, go on, boy. I suppose I'd uh, making making my payments to you. All right, so he's gonna make his way across. Uh, what am I rolling? Uh, athletics. Athletics. Oh wait, I don't think you can fail this one. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I've got the um, plus. Yeah, I have the lowest I could roll is a yeah, five. Yeah, you can't fail this. So yeah, even with the 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 inspiration wasn't or you know, the uh, guidance wasn't needed, but I'm sure it was uh, enjoyed. <laughs> You guided me all of one extra point. <laughs> all right, Morgan. It says one willing creature. Does that mean I can't guidance myself? Um, I think I think you can. I think I think this has come up before where uh, people have said you are indeed a creature. So, <laughs> and I'm willing. So I'm going to pray my way across. <laughs> and that's a ten. All right, so Morgan, you get across very, uh, very easily, and uh, Mercury makes you very fleet of foot as you uh, scale across there, and uh, all of you can make it back up to the surface fairly easily. Yay! So, um, hmm. does uh, does Morgan have uh, inspiration? Morgan does not have inspiration. Okay, that's good to know. Um, so, hmm, yeah, but so you get up there, and uh, Mother Ninra runs over to the shed and the two um people are still kind of quiet but now they're kind of growling at each other 
and every once in a while one of them stands up and the other one shoves the other one and makes them sit back down and then you know the other one does this and mother Ninra walks up to them and puts her hands on their shoulders and both of them just kind of sit down and so what would you like to do <clears throat> um stick to the plan we are gonna if only there were some kind of group in this city that could send messages to people. <laughs> Just going to ask if uh, Morgan had some uh, runners in her pocket. Quick, fetch a runner. <laughs> she knows a place. Yeah, two runners as a matter of fact. We'll want to make sure we, uh, we hit up the Griffins and uh, the brother. So, um, as somebody who's kind of kind of a caretaker for some of the runners, I go out into the street and I pull this little whistle out and I <laughs> kind of give it a, a, a nice, it's this really loud, shrill pitch that kind of echoes off of the houses. And uh, within a few, uh, a few minutes, um, you have some of the, the local kids show up. So, you have Coral in his big floppy hat. And you have the girl with all of her uh, her her uh, salvaged knives that you know some of which are just sharp objects. And uh, they come running up to you and go, "Man, what do you need us to do?" My friends have some messages. All right. Um. What 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 would you like us to say? Give them these, and I hold out the scraps of the robes. So who are you sending him? Who are you sending? Uh, Brother Sebastian and uh, Al. Okay. Uh, do we want to, or I was just debating if we wanted to hit three of them or if we wanted to send runners to two of them and go to the third one ourselves. Who would be the most likely person or group that we would want to talk to face to face about this? Probably Brother Sebastian. Yeah. So, so if we yeah, send a Griffins. message to the Griffins, um, in fact, um, we'll, we'll send it to Shania because, you know, we're in good with her. <laughs> All right. So you tell the runner to specifically go to Shania. Yep. All right. Um, so you're sending a message to Shania. Who else are you? Uh... Uh, that one will be to uh, Valkyrie Marley. Okay. And we will explain what we found um, for the Griffins. We'll say a couple of members of the, the cult of Erlig in a, in a secret chamber uh, in the sewers near, uh, near the cradle. And we have one of them alive for questioning. And for Valkyrie, um, we were able to locate one of the chambers, um, but <laughs> we lost we lost our mage in the book. He's out there somewhere. <laughs> it won't be a problem. <laughs> and then All we'll right. head for Brother Sebastian. Okay. And taking the uh, unconscious cultist with you. Uh, yes, we will not leave the unconscious cultists. We will tell the Griffins that we are going to see Brother Sebastian. So as you are traveling across, um, the, the, um, you know, the sun is going down and it is getting close to the time that the lamplighters will be coming out. So, um, still going to see Brother Sebastian, correct? Yep. Um, for people that are like crossing over to do their, uh, you know, go to wherever they might go at night for, you know, whatever rowdy taverns might still be open. Um, how do you want to deal with people that are looking at you asconce as you are carrying a, uh, an unconscious person? Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> <laughs> We're just carrying this drunk, drunk guy home. He started mm -hmm. a little bit too early. Yeah. That sounds like a performance check. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see here. Uh, six. What, what did Garland get? Because I'm picturing this like, 
on two sides, except a borrow folk is not the best person to be the other side of this. <laughs> Twelve. <laughs> so like one half of him is kind of looking like he's standing up and the other half borrow can't quite keep up in the air. So half of him is dragging on the ground. <laughs> hey, we didn't think this through too well. <laughs> oh, anybody that gets close enough and starts to, to question anything, I give them the, you know, the death game and tell them to bugger off. <laughs> All right, give me an intimidate check. That I can do. That's a 16. So you see a few of the uh, local gilded people that might uh, ask for a toll to travel through this part of the neighborhood safely as it's getting darker, but you give them that glare and they decide not to, not to stick their hand out for those extra silver. You may think that to trouble us with your concerns. <laughs> so <laughs> you continue to carry half of the... Uh, <laughs> half of the priest over to the uh, dry docks and I told you weekend at Erlig's wouldn't work <laughs> and um what would you like to do with this you're at the gates of the dry docks we go in they because it is um it, it is nightfall they have closed up the uh they, they have closed the front gate it's you know for this crew i'm sure it would be easy enough to get through that but they do have the front gate uh, locked up well <clears throat> we will call out because you know and, and brother sebastian comes out and goes i'm very sorry but i am certain that your loved ones will not be gone by tomorrow and he looks up he goes oh yes is is this like an emergency interment <laughs> he looks at the he's oh not he's not ready for yet. Interment yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh and he unlocks the uh, gate well come in and he locks the gate back up behind by the you. way there will probably be some griffins heading this way hmm I am very interested to find out what's going on here. And he, the, and Brother Sebastian looks at uh, Morgan and goes, pleased to meet you. I am Brother Sebastian of the Lachea Order. Morgan, Church of Hermes. And he is wearing like the simple, like the gray robes with the inverted cross. He doesn't have shoes on because that is a standard thing for, for their order. And he walks into, into the room and it is a fairly sparse, you know, room. He's got like his own personal library. And, you know, he's got his own, what looks kind of like an altar. There's a lot of things burned on it. Um, and he motions over to uh, <laughs> a table and he says, um, I think he'll fit on there if you want to lay him out. Good, he's getting heavy. So I take it in the uh, week since we initially spoke, there have been some developments. Uh-huh. Gesture to the <laughs> table. <laughs> <laughs> We found another one of those chambers. Ah, with the uh, with the the seal. Was uh, Valkyrie Marley able to um, give you a good reason for why the Lachey had to work with the uh, House of Odin? Uh huh. <laughs> Off the top of my head, I can't remember what it was, but Garland knows it. <laughs> oh goodness! It was bad. Yeah. Um. Basically, they had to reinforce the wards on whatever they were uh, keeping in that one chamber. And they had to, um, basically, they were powering the prison by having it chained up to, to that, yeah, that lectern. It was kind of a closed circuit. to. Ah, uh, yeah. That's, yeah. So apparently there's a whole bunch of these chambers um, and they're all part of a, an attempt to keep the bad out. So huh, those, those seals would, that can't happen with that though. That would be ridiculous. Or could it? Well, I mean, the, this couldn't go back to you know the the early conflicts of the world that would be ridiculous but the only thing i could think of for that would be to have seals that are closing out the the void ding 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 but but i mean why would they be in a neighborhood like this <laughs> and of course he even realizes what he said was dumb because 
as old as the conflict was, this neighborhood was not a thing. This was yeah. <laughs> this was a dwarven fortress at that point in time. Exactly. And needless to say, this Joker here and two of his compatriots um, were going to mess up the seal in the new location we found, which of course would be bad. I just realized too, we never found out what was on the the scroll, <laughs> but we have it with us. Yeah. Yep. And we got this. <laughs> um. Oh, might I? Oh, that just hurts my eyes to look at might i and he grabs a pair of glasses might i take a look at this i hand it over to him i'm gonna kind of peek over his shoulder at the scroll too all right um if you would like uh give me an arcana check 12 so um you can't necessarily discern it yourself but i will say you rolled high enough that once he posits his theory you will know whether he's on the up and up about it and he starts uh looking at this going oh my this is this is horrible this is this is about completely hollowing a person out so that they have no free will. Uh-huh. That's not just an enchantment. That's like literally damaging someone's soul. Yeah, they said something about that. That is absolutely horrid. The the void inside someone would just keep growing until they imploded on themselves. That's terrible. Why yes, yes it is. But it seems like from from what I'm reading here, there there wasn't more text involved. This was the scroll, was it? Um to the best of our knowledge, we didn't see anything else. They there was absconded with a citizen, tied her up. We're reading the scroll, trying to suck out her soul, hollow her did, out. It didn't work? No, it did not, which is the other thing. thing. <laughs> Are you familiar with Mother Ninra at the cradle? Oh, he doesn't say anything else. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Why would it work on her? And he, he looks at the bottom and he says, I think whoever transcribed this didn't understand the text that they were transcribing. They just literally took it from a page and put it here. Because as you can see on this bottom, there is another part of the ritual that would at least cause the, the void to quit encroaching within a person's soul. So if we had this book, we could actually at least stop the ongoing damage that we well, they didn't have anything else on them. Well, unfortunately, I doubt they were interested in uh, reversing any damage if they were trying yeah. to convert anyone. They were willing to let it run its course. It would be wonderful to actually have this. Uh, I am. I don't know for certain, but I'm. I am concerned that uh, if they didn't implode from their soul getting from the inside out, that there might be uh, concern for an undead contamination of some sort. Awesome, because we need. Maybe we should have burned those bodies. <laughs> Well, they're locked up in the thing, so. Uh, so, <laughs> do we have any um, leads on where this cult might be operating from? Anything else that's going on at the moment? Just this Watch Joker. Guy. <laughs> well, I at least feel much better knowing that we know these seals exist and someone wants to break them, so therefore we understand a motivation. Sure, that makes me feel great. <laughs> and he goes, I was just getting ready to dinner to have dinner. Would you like to have some? I am starving. Thank and you. He brings out like everything that he has are it's just like vegetables and salad. So I don't know how used to uh eating that garland would be, but <laughs> you know, it's it's better than not having anything. Um I will of course restrain myself so I don't eat all of his food because that'd be rude. Good guest. I'm and not yet. too sure. Not too sure about the fresh veggies, but uh, <laughs> he kind of like picks at it some. I am here for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, so um, um, and he also serves you um a not overly alcoholic uh brew, like it's enough to where it's better than the water you can get in this district. 
but it's not going, it would take a lot to actually buzz you. So uh, is there anything else I can do to help you? Unfortunately, I don't have many re uh, resources here, but I can ask around with other members of the order and some of the uh, neighboring uh, areas, if you would uh, like me. Well, maybe you can help us out with asking the right questions when this guy wakes up too. Well, there is that. And uh, he walks over and he grabs a, a pitcher and he dumps it over the guy's head. <laughs> All right, wake up. Slap, slap, slap. <clears throat> I believe my friends here would like to speak with you. I have nothing to say to any of you. Until the seals open and the world is reborn, there is nothing I need say to the common people. Oh, really? <laughs> I give him the look. Well, tell us what we want to know or you will meet the same fate as your fellows. We all have the void waiting for us. Some of us are than others. <laughs> I want to go see this void. Uh, where would I go? <laughs> Hand me one of your swords and I can uh, speed your way. <laughs> I think the only way I'll uh, be handing you a sword is through the ribs. But I also don't want to defile the uh, Brother Sebastian's uh, cell here. <laughs> Brother Sebastian's like, I, I, there is nothing awaiting us beyond this world. Then we embrace the void. We are simply clearer of vision than everyone else. We are ready for the void to take us. Nothing good will come of, of continued existence. Awesome. That's fabulous. So you're just kind of a weak little peon down at the bottom, right? If I can speed oblivion, then that is all I can hope for. I hate you guys. I hate you cultists. <laughs> you're so friggin' stupidly single-minded. Where's the book that's copied into the scroll? Ah, the book. You want to know about the book. The book was the greatest thing we could have found. The book yeah. is what teaches us how to hollow people out. The book is what steals the, the ridiculous souls away from people and, and takes away their hope. Awesome. Where is it? <laughs> the book is with the bleak one. Awesome. Where's the bleak one? <laughs> the bleak one is with the bleak testament. You're really making me want to poke your eyes out right now, and I'm really trying to be good. The <sighs> darkness brings us closer to the oblivion. <laughs> times like these that I sit and I wonder why we veiled torture. <laughs> okay. Well, we're not going to get anything out of this. It is all right. Eventually we'll read the book. We just can't give it to everyone. So sometimes we have to transcribe the ritual for others. Eventually we will have enough people in this neighborhood to move forward. In the middle of a sentence, I just, I smack him on the temple with my pommel <laughs> of my sword and knock him out again. And he has the most annoying, like, serene look on his face as you knock him out. <laughs> oh, I was getting tired of that. <laughs> and enjoy waiting for the void in the cell. Did, and uh, Brother Sebastian, did, uh, did he mention the Bleak Testament? Is that what, um, what he said? He just did, yeah. That is um, one of the uh, holiest texts from a certain point of view of the uh, Cult of Erlig. Awesome. Um, it's reputed to actually be a magical artifact. It doesn't just have rituals in it. It itself is a dangerous uh, thing. And apparently somebody's gotten a hold of it. Um, could you describe that first room that you were in way back when you first visited me a few weeks ago? Sure. It was like this with the thing and the stuff and the... And the lectern. Chains and the... And your friend had a chain and something was chained to the lectern, correct? Sounds right. I think the chamber that you first visited may have been set up to shield this from being detected. I believe what may have been in that chamber was the Bleak Testament itself. Fabulous. Awesome. Don't like that. <laughs> um, I don't recall. Do we... 
based on the information that we've gotten from Sebastian and Valkyrie Marley, do we know how many different uh, seals there are? Um, when you looked at the um, when you looked at the map, at least when <laughs> when it was being described to you by uh, Zendlane, it sounded like there were five. Yeah, and we know two of them. One of them's already been defiled. We can protect one of them in theory. <laughs> and there's three more. And my guess is, if enough of them go down, the remaining ones won't be able to hold out. But that's just a guess. I don't know nothing about magic and stuff. <laughs> but that's how I would work it if I was doing. It. If I were, I was. <laughs> so, um, hmm. Well, he's unconscious now. This is some bad news. Um, yeah. Quite honestly, I am just a slight bit terrified. In fact, I, if you listen carefully, you can hear my stomach turning. And then he, he sits there quietly, and a few seconds later, you're, yes, yeah. it's, it's turning. All right. Uh, uh. <laughs> well, when the it's griffins kind of... finally show up, we'll turn this joker over. So um, outside at the gate, um, Shania shows up. And you know that's strange because she's usually day shift. <laughs> and uh, she shows up and... Um, Brother Sebastian lets her in. What is going on? Well, it's like this. And we'll lay the whole thing out for her. <laughs> Evil call, trying to break the seals to let in the void. Five seals. One of them's broken. The book. Yada, yada, yada. Cats and dogs living together. Mass hysteria. So is this related to all of the U's running around? Uh, no, that was just a happy coincidence. All right. Um, all right. Um, I can take him into custody. Um I the reason that I stayed over on this shift is because there were several people on watch that were um they were very dubious. Um they think that cultists are just an excuse for the gangs to get away with doing uh extra murders and covering it up, making it look flashy, scaring people. So uh -huh. they were inclined not to take this particularly seriously. And hence the reason why we wanted you. Yeah, I will um I will make sure that he uh he finds a cell and doesn't get out. I don't. And you notice like this is when she tries to be optimistic. This is when she gets kicked in the gut because she realizes it's an uphill battle because, you know, the, the Griffins are essentially another, yeah. another gang. So yeah. every time she kind of thinks, yes, we can finally do some good. She realizes how hard this is being and like, well, at the very least, they won't question if I keep him in a cell for a while. I want to keep him by himself too. You don't want that uh, madness spreading. Uh, or something. Wait a minute. Is he a spellcaster? Well, he was doing some stuff with his hands, and yeah, it was a little. Uh, I, I'm also concerned about uh, his void that he's trying to spread. I paid for this out of my own pocket, and she reaches in to her um into her belt, and she pulls out this thing that looks like um it is an insect of some sort. It has a a long proboscis and it's got like lots of little grabby you know uh grabby things on it um if anyone would like to make an arcana check i may do so i would love to make an arcana check <laughs> just not gonna be point got a nine i don't have a good feeling about this <laughs> what did borrow get six <laughs> i'm gonna roll this d20 just for giggles and if the totally non-magic dude suddenly has a flash of inspiration that would be funnier than hell eight <laughs> she takes this thing out and she reaches for the base of his neck and she sets it on there and this thing like sinks all of its legs into the side and it almost looks like if you superimposed it this thing is almost like burrowing into his spinal column on his neck 
That's not creepy at all. Don't like that. Yeah, that um, those are really expensive, but uh, that should keep him from casting it. Okay then. Is that ethical? <laughs> <laughs> it's. I mean, what else are we going to do with a spellcaster? Tie I mean, his hands and gag him. Well, one of the standard Griffin issues is to cut out someone's tongues, tongue, or uh, cutting out uh, off their fingers. It. This is. This is nicer this is a nicer thing that i've run across here <clears throat> it just um it's bred by alchemists and when it senses magic being summoned for a spell it digs in and disrupts the thought process all right then they're called mage shackles i like it useful <laughs> all right so <clears throat> well i will take him to a cell keep me updated i will try and do what i can all right thank you um i know we cleared your name but i'll I'll take him myself. I don't want yeah. showing up more often than you have to. It's probably good. And she, um, you notice, Shanae is not a big woman, but she just like slings this guy over her shoulder <laughs> and like starts walking down the street with him as if it doesn't bother her at all. <clears throat> so <laughs> Brother Sebastian kind of looks around and, and he, at first he looks over at Barrow and Garland and then he looks over at Morgan and says, the the thing that was that was terrifying wasn't it yeah i'm not a fan all right i just wanted to make sure it wasn't just me remind me not to piss off the guard <laughs> so what would you like to do now probably be a good idea did we need to meet with valkyrie marley <clears throat> well you haven't gotten a message back from the kids yet but my guess is the next thing we need to do is probably find some of that uh icker so that more than just Z can read the damn map. <laughs> How hard can it be to take to take down a demon so you sicker? I'm guessing, you know, just finding a <laughs> demon in the first place is probably, you know, hard enough. But there's got to be somebody in this friggin' city who's got some icker that we could, like, appropriate, i.e. purchase or, if necessary, abscond <laughs> with. <clears throat> I mean, you know people. Yeah. <laughs> I do know people. <clears throat> To say to kid the alchemist, maybe get us a lead, if not have it themselves. Yeah. Um, Brewer might I, be a potential lead there. Who? Brewer, the, the alchemist. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, let's crash for the night, and then in the morning I'll uh, start putting out some feelers and see if we can find Z. Okay. So um, all of you go your separate ways. Nothing particularly happens tonight for most of you, and you can get in a short rest. However, Borrow, when you are outside the, um, you're outside your, your roof getting ready to get into your, uh, your cozy attic apartment, <laughs> as you are crawling in there, a crow lands on the side of the uh, roof, and it looks at you like expectantly. Oh, hey there, you're, uh, you one of uh, his buddies? And it looks at you, and you hear, um, you actually hear, um, that you actually hear Draman's voice coming from this thing saying, Hey, Borrow, how's it going? Oh, that's weird. Hi. <laughs> <clears throat> hey, I, uh, I just wanted to let you know there's the case I was working on. I got a lead. <laughs> Le okay. Well, what's, what's, uh, what's the lead? Yeah. Um, back, if you tear up the flagstones in, uh, one of the uh, the shelters behind the uh, behind the uh, the moat house. Yeah, that's what you need to do. It's there. It's all coming together. Okay. Yep. I'll meet you there tomorrow. Uh. Okay. Sounds good. 
and then the, the crow just flies off. Okay, hopefully I didn't just dream that, and that was uh, actually something that just happened. <laughs> so I am going to say, if, um, let's take a 10-minute break now, and I'll pause this, and everybody can take care of all of their thing and the, the things that they need to do, and then we'll pick up after our break. Sounds good. All right. Hey, we're back from our break, and uh, everyone had just gone home to get a night's rest, so Garland went back to the cradle. Barrow went back to his attic, and Morgan went back to the, uh, the uh, I'm assuming, back to the uh, church of, uh, of Hermes. So you all have a decent night's sleep. Where were you planning on meeting up again? Um, Priorly coordinated. <laughs> uh, what about uh, at Marley's? Okay. Yeah. So um, all of you have, uh, have your uh, night's rest. Get up, and um, how early were you planning on meeting? Um, (laughs) I'll be up way earlier than that. I never, like, I tried to never schedule anything for nine. I think that's kind of like my level of when things actually get started for me. Whenever we meet, I am, when I show up, I am in disguise and any Church of Hermes paraphernalia has been. I I like the idea that Garland and Morgan are sitting there for a while, just waiting for Barrow. Yeah. (laughs) Then, much later than the other two expected, Barrow comes, like, walking down the street. I gotta make sure that the uh, people's house that I'm uh, slumming in is uh, (laughs) have gone about their day and aren't there when I leave. (laughs) So the three of you are finally together after Barrow makes you wait out here on the street for a while. Um, What's your plan here? So I do tell them about the crow that visited me just before bed and... uh, Oh, what now? uh, One of... um, I forgot his name. Drummond? Drummond. (laughs) One of Drummond's crows came and spoke in Drummond's voice and told me about a lead on uh, his investigation. And he was going to meet us there uh, at at the place where there's some flagstones and there's something under there. At the place where there's some flagstones. (laughs) Just overturn every flagstone in the district. (laughs) The one place with the flagstones. You know, that place where I hit that thing that time. I I will say that uh, it, it eventually occurs to you that it was the um it was the outbuildings around the moat house. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um yeah. We could also pop in and see if Valkyrie Marley's awake, available. Got oh, a message. Shit. I need to I, I need to swing by Brewers. Oh yeah. <clears throat> I, I love. I love that uh, you all met here and then realized that it's probably not open yet. <laughs> hey, just because it's not open doesn't mean it's not a good place to meet. <laughs> all right, so you you're going to cut a few streets down and go to uh, the Spice of Life. Yeah. All right. Um, let me ask this, just as a world building. Uh, Morgan, have you ever visited the Spice of Life? Um, maybe on occasion through acolyte training, uh, medical training, Brandon, mute your milk. (laughs) I can't think when I can hear myself. Um, yeah, paths may have crossed, but may not be someplace I really frequent since I have a fairly reliable method of healing. Yeah. Yeah. And buffing for that matter. 
Yeah, and every once in a while, Brewer might just happen to have something really rare, but yeah, for the most part, you probably would. So you're familiar, but not like a freak. All right. So um, are you doing anything special before you head to the Spice of Life or just heading straight over there? Just heading over. All right. So um, you come in and you see Brewer as you often. Um, they are wearing uh, thick, thick leathers and full clubs, and they have the uh, Plague Doctor mask on. Um, this particular Plague Doctor mask for today all of the clothing is um, really, you know, dark browns and blacks and grays. But the the Plague Doctor mask that they have on today is like this bright orange color. And oh, there, yep. there is a, a series of lenses sticking out of one eye that have multiple lenses that can be folded up and down that, you know, is like a contraption outside of the Plague Doctor. <clears throat> well, that sure is unique. <laughs> I am so glad to see all of you. Yeah. What brings you here? Well, two things, really. Uh, one, you need to be super careful with those healing potions. Do you have some data for me? Um, I got sick, and then a bug came out of me, and then it took on my face and multiplied and ran around the city causing trouble. Fascinating. Yeah, sure was. But you were healed, correct? <sighs> yes. Yes, I was. Also an important data point. <laughs> True. <sighs> so your warlock isn't here to get a bath this time. What are you uh, looking for? <clears throat> we need demon egg. Oh, I am fresh out, but I would be very pleased if you could get me some. You know a good source? I actually believe I do. The other oh, day, awesome. I was taking a stroll, and I was near Hilltop, and I saw a body without a head. And I was thinking that, you know, there were rumors that a demon might have been running around. And I thought, oh, of course, there was probably a Vargul that uh, hitched a ride on the demon. And it's probably creating more of their uh, kind. So I think there might be one uh, hiding at Hilltop. So if you could bring me that, I will get you all that you need and I'll pay you for the excess. Sure, why not? Wonderful. Hilltop. Hilltop is, uh, it is a tiny prison for just this district, it is literally like a ramshackle um, thrown together place where criminals are locked up and it is on top of a mound of other buildings that have collapsed over the years and it is an artificial hill of uh, debris. Um, if anything shifts at the base, the whole thing would probably slide down off of the top of that. But for now, it's just kind of sitting on top of, on top of there. And um, no one in the district wants to go there because basically the watch locks someone up in there. Uh, once a day, someone comes in and, you know, throws food at them of some sort or another and then leaves again. That's terrible. Okay. <laughs> and Brewer just happened to find a body with no head on it outside. There. Yeah. It's really fascinating how Vargles uh, managed to reproduce. How do they do that? Oh, you see... Vargols are sort of like the ticks of the lower planes. They, uh, they ride on the backs of demons that get summoned. And then what they do to reproduce is they fly up to someone and they look like they're giving them a, a cute little kiss. And what they're actually doing is infecting them with, uh, with the, their fiendish essence. And eventually the uh, person becomes infected, their ears turn into wings, and then their head just rips itself off their body. And hence another Vargol is born. Awesome. Sometimes I hate this town. <laughs> all right let's go investigate hilltop shall we yeah 
<laughs> so if you uh, go to Hilltop, Hilltop is on the very edge of this and it is slightly abutted up to like one of the uh, retaining walls in that corner. So the, you know, the hill is kind of piled up to there and the building is kind of leaning up against that wall <laughs> at the moment. Um, if you walk straight up the front, there is a guard posted. They don't usually, but there is a guard posted. All right, then. Well, let's roll right up there and see if the guard's seen anything out of the ordinary. All right. Um, so, on top of the person looks, what are you doing here? <clears throat> we are investigating the supposed appearance of some nasty creature called a Vargo. Why would, why would that be here? This is just a bunch of criminals. Well, supposedly somebody saw something up. A headless corpse. You wouldn't be doing vermin catching work, would you? Absolutely not. And he looks at you and goes, so what you're saying is if you're not doing vermin catching uh, work, uh, you need to plausibly be able to explain what other work you're doing so that uh, the uh, vermin catchers wouldn't be concerned about this, correct? <sighs> we are collecting specimens for Brewer. Ah, so what you're saying is you're actually doing work for the Order of Apothecary, and their hand is just kind of, just kind of reaching out, hand up. <sighs> Gotta love it. Well, you notice this person is not, um, this is like one of the people from the Bodyguard Guild. Like, the, the Griffins aren't even posting one of their own here. They're, of course. they're subletting someone else to uh, do the, <clears throat> look, I fish around in a pocket. <laughs> I palm a coin. This silver says that we are doing what we are doing, and we're not encroaching on anybody else's territory or anybody else's. And there's another one just like it. If you see anything interesting, let us know. I find that silver gets really lonely if it doesn't have a friend right off the bat. Do you think maybe it could have a friend? You don't want you don't want the silver to be lonely, do you? <laughs> you drive a hard bargain, sir. <laughs> All right, and if I see something, I will work on that third friend. It'll be Fourth a party. Friend. Ooh. It's <laughs> <laughs> your well, new motto. You see something, say something. <laughs> I, am, I am very glad to let um, subcontracted workers for the, uh, for the Order of Apothecaries to uh, explore this unusual site for such excavations. And he opens the front gate for you. <laughs> So as soon as the people inside hear the door open, you hear a few voices. Um, a few of them say, um, let loose some very colorful expletives uh -huh. directed at the griffins, as if this is a griffin. And a few of them are saying, seriously, I need to be let out of here. I, I, I'm not going to last here much longer. You need to let me out of here. And there's a few other people that are just making piteous noises. And then like, there's a voice in the back saying, <clears throat> The thing is still in here. No one believes me. Not even the people in here, but it's going to kill us all. That's hey, the I, voice we go to. Yeah, I was going to say, I look at the others and I'm like, I think we have a winner. <laughs> so all of these doors are basically just pretty standard doors, but they're very heavy and they just have the slide, mm -hmm. you know, viewer that you can open from the outside. And this place also smells horrible. Oh, I'm sure. There are literally... <laughs> um, if you get a look at any of the cells, the facilities for relieving oneself is like a hole cut in a box that just empties out into the, the hill underneath the building. Yeah. Woo! That's right. <laughs> you there. I believe you. To kill us. 
it already it killed one of the guards just thinks that somebody that, that rolled one of the griffins in the night but it wasn't it wasn't just that it was this horrible thing with bat wings that just flew out and it wrapped around his face and it was it was horrible and it's gonna kill us all <clears throat> where is this thing now the 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 old guard that used to come here to feed the uh he had gambling debts and a business on the side, and he would have me do his books. And so he would let me out for a few hours every night. And the watch station up the stairs is where the, the office is at, but nobody wants to actually use it for an office. But it's up there, and at night it, it flaps against the, the windows, and someday it's going to just rip one of these things out and, and squeeze itself through the hole and start killing us. All right, let's see if we can take care of that for you. <clears throat> And you can see, um, you can see where there is like a doorway at the back of the hallway with all the the doors lined up here. Mm-hmm. There is just a, a door that probably to a set of stairs. cool. Hey, by the way, you worked on this guy's books. Yes, yes. You um, you wouldn't happen even to have like made a copy while you were working on him for like security purposes, would you? No, but there were some disturbing entries. Um, there's someone in the. Uh, the griffins in this area is uh they have a few other griffins that are helping them dispose of bodies and i don't know why there's so many people they're getting rid of like normally if they need to rough someone up and someone just happens to uh die it, it's just part of them keeping the peace so they say these are more like actual murders that someone is committing and a few of the griffins are on the take getting rid of the bodies well now and these books are up in the office maybe he had them with him i don't know if they would have been on his body or if they would still be here maybe he hid them here i don't know interesting <clears throat> well thank you for the information hey hey you don't think you could let me out do you um what's the reason that you're in here in the first place uh creative bookkeeping and they threw you in here <clears throat> well the, the problem is is when you're creatively keeping books for one people and then another guild sees that that creative bookkeeping kept silver out of their pocket, and then they pay the griffins to keep you locked up, that's how you end up here for doing what I did. We'll bear that in mind. (laughs) Hang tight. All right. Let's go find that door. (laughs) So, like at the end of the hallway, you see the door. It's just there. Oh, real quick. Um, In the interval... Probably not before bed last night, but when I got up in the morning before I went to the meet, mm-hmm. I repacked the gun. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. I, I, I do not doubt that that is part of your usual, we might be having an adventure, so let's shoot yeah. something. Just, <laughs> just in case. All right. So, something tells me security in this place is pretty damn lax other than the cell doors. <laughs> so, does this door have a lock on it? Um. It does, but this door is nowhere near as heavy or as reinforced as the uh, doors that the people are behind. And I would say that since you, since you also have a proficiency in lockpicks, this has a shitty lock on. Cheese <laughs> <laughs> ball locks, you can push right through. So, did did you just want to pop the door off its hinges, or did you want to actually uh, pick it? <clears throat> I don't think anybody's going to care if this door is broken. Honestly. It's... <laughs> So I'm just going to break it open. Okay. Um, I am going to say with the quality of this door, I'm not even going to make your roll for it. You can just lean into it and eventually it pops. Yay. Um, however, please give me a, a stealth check at disadvantage for no particular. Of course. <laughs> stealth. Oh, ball. That would be a six. <laughs> All right. Could be perfectly fine. 
Yeah. Nothing to see uh, here. Move along. It's all just a bluff. <laughs> yeah. All right. Blow through the door. You say there were stairs on the other side? Yes. The stairs lead up to a second floor. We go there. <laughs> I'm keeping my eye open for movement up in the ceiling, in the corners, what have you. Looking for bat flappy heads. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as you get up there, you see like a crappy, like kind of office space. It's a little big for an office space but it's just kind of something they threw together and um there's um it's not very well lit so um how are you approaching well i think i'm going to take my lantern out if it's not very well lit try to shine some light on on this on the area okay so um all of you if you would uh give hmm. 20 <laughs> i got a 12 okay I got an 18. <laughs> All right. Um, wow. Hey, never mind. Even Garland saw this. One second. <laughs> All right. Pupper needed to go out. <laughs> so, um, all of you, as you get in there, you're looking around. You see the um, you see the uh, the tables and you know the the desk that's set in there and and all of that. And all of a sudden, you see up in the rafters these things that look like heads without any skin on them, but they still have like the muscles and everything underneath. And they have big fangs, and where their ears should be, there are big bat wings. Oral, <laughs> oral things. Hmm? Plural things? Yes, there are two of them. Okay, two oh. Because one one came through and it removed the head off of another person. Oh, kind of burn it down, start over. <laughs> Do they see us? Um, yes. <laughs> they were very aware of you ever since you popped the door open. <laughs> so I think in this instance we are just going to go ahead and roll for initiative. Yeah, buddy. Oh, ooh, that's better. I got a nineteen. All right. What did uh, Morgan get? Seven. <laughs> okay. And what did Barrow get? Twenty-five. Wow. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Barrow, what would you like to do? You see these things up above you. Um, they're... So, I can't really do a whole lot since I don't have any range. Um, I am <laughs> going to pull out my short swords, though. Okay. And uh, ready in action for when... If they get in range, okay. then I will. That sounds good. Um, I was going to say I can throw my crossbow at you. <laughs> Notice how she said at, not to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, basically, um, all of you are about 10 feet away from these things, but they're also 10 feet up in the air. There is, however, a desk. <laughs> so, um, okay. So, Borrow, you're basically just waiting until one of them gets within range and stab it. Garland, what would you like to do? I'm going to take the initiative actively attempt to try and get at these things i'm gonna hop up on a desk and see if i can get a get a shot at one of them all right um give me an athletics check but of course <laughs> Ooh, 16 all right so you easily jump up on the desk so you have enough reach to uh to hit one of them damn it i missed seven <laughs> is not gonna cut it you don't think they have an armor class of seven so this leathery uh, bat-winged head dives out of the way of your uh, sword. It was an impressive jump out. All right. So the second one is going to fly past you, Garland. So you get an attack of opportunity. Ooh. 11? 
an 11 just barely misses it. You almost, oh. you almost clip it, but it just rolls away from your... And uh, Borrow, you you were waiting until it got within range, so you, that triggers now. You can attempt okay. to stab it. Alrighty. Uh, that would be a 18 to hit it. That definitely hits. Okay. And that'll be 7, 8, 11 damage. Okay. It is definitely bloodied, but it is still here. Um, do I have the option for bonus action with the ready action? Uh, no, because if you you ready, you have to use your reaction to take the act. Not okay, then that's it for me. All right, so it swings in, and it is going to go for the... Um, no, no, it's not going to do that yet. It's just going to try and bite you. So, does uh, a 17 hit? Um, yes, it does. All right. Uh, ooh, that could be... Oh, God. <laughs> All right. So um, you take uh, four piercing damage and 12 poison damage. Ouch. Woo. Uh, yeah, I'm not doing so hot, guys. <laughs> that that last hit with the poison, you see that that borrows not, not looking. <laughs> and um, so that was the first one. The second one that's right by Garland is going to attempt to bite Garland. Uh, does a 12 hit Garland? Nope. All right. So it just kind of gnashes its fangs that keep out of its, uh, out of its range. And that's the Vargol's turn. Morgan, what would you like to do? Morgan is going to cast Sacred Flame on the one that has been damaged. Okay. And that's the deck saving throw. Okay. I have a feeling like this isn't going to go the way I'd like. Oh, God. But... Got a 19 on the save. Yep. <laughs> They are agile little things. I'm down a cantrip, so <laughs> set her the crossbow. <laughs> All right. Um, Borrow, <laughs> it is your turn, and it's right in front of you. Okay. I it, is, to, it is bloodied. I'm gonna, definitely going to go slashy slashy on this. <laughs> First hit is a so 21 to hit. That will hit. And that will be a 16 to hit, or 16 to damage. Oh, yeah. It is, it is quite dead. Good, take that, you bastard. <laughs> the head just kind of drops at your feet. And then you notice, like, the ichor is leaking out of it, so you may want to, like, turn it so it doesn't all leak Squelch. out. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. All right, Garland, what would you like to do? Um, I am going to use my bonus action to activate Fighting Spirit, which gives me advantage on weapon attack rolls until the end of my turn. All right. And also five hit points. <laughs> I'm try and hack this biznitch. Oh, 18. That will hit. And that is going to do, ooh, nine points of damage. Uh, yeah, that was a solid hit. It is bloodied. <clears throat> but unfortunately, it still gets a turn now. Uh, no, it doesn't. Ah. Because I'm going to use my action surge. <laughs> and that is a 19 to hit. That hits. Four, come on. Eight points. That kills it. Boom! So, so you have two demonic heads. <laughs> I'm sure they hit the floor like overripe fruit. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's like it's like exposed muscle, but it's like leathery on the outside because the flesh just all kind of falls off the outside of the head. It's not pleasant. <laughs> all right, let's bag these up so we can save the ichor. Um, are you doing anything else while you're in? Damn, Skippy, we're going to check this room, search the office space, the desk. We're going to thoroughly go through the We're going to roll this room. Okay. Knock around for hidden compartments. <laughs> uh-huh. All of it. Okay. Um, 
I am going to say, um, who would like to lead the investigation check? And if someone, if everyone else is helping that person, they will get advantage. I would like to lead the investing check. Yeah, oh, I think that's right, a good man. call because <laughs> you actually have investment. <laughs> <laughs> and I will assist as meekly as I can. Oh yeah, I need a roll, huh? Um, <laughs> I really wish I'd been able to get a nap in. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's okay. That's all right. Um. Well, my passive. Okay. Yep. I rolled a 19. Okay. So, um, you, you can find as you're looking through here, there's a desk that just has like a ledger that just says, yep, we fed them. And, you know, (laughs) and there's another thing that says, yeah, they're all still here. And it, from the handwriting, if you had to guess, this is like the, the, the guard person that comes here once a day, just literally comes in here and marks all of these things off. It doesn't look like it's meticulously kept. It's more like, yep. (laughs) Pencil whipped. Yep. Um, but you find that and, um, that's in the desk. So there's nothing really of consequence in the desk. It's just kind of like useless paperwork. But then when you look under the desk, you find that there is a floorboard that has been pried out of place. We like those. Yep. And it does look like, um, it pried it up. There appears to be some sort of lockbox. And, you know, if you kind of look in space between boards. Oh yeah. Let's dig that bed boy out. Uh, maybe you should make sure that it's not trapped. <laughs> you know, that's probably a good idea. <laughs> no, let's just open it. <laughs> it's not me opening it. I'll take care of it. <laughs> Is Garling just going to open it then? Yeah. <laughs> he's As he's opening it, I'm like, wait, maybe you should. So Garland, um, give me, <laughs> give me a dexterity save. Dude. Do, 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 do. 17. <laughs> so as you're you're um, getting ready to reach in there, um, by the latch, um, you notice for a second as you're starting to pull on it, it is locked. But even more so, there is like this razor sharp ring that just kind of shoots out around the top of the box and comes back in. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> and then I finish my sentence. Check for traps. <laughs> Let's just, you know... Fix that, shall we? So, a- anyone else want to try to uh, <laughs> slap, uh, borrow with the uh, guidance and go at it? <laughs> I don't know if I can handle uh, the. Uh, oh, I guess okay. The traps are even tra- uh, sprung. All right, I guess I'll give it a shot. I'll tell you this: you know, there's a trap. <laughs> Eesh. Um. Wait. So, what am I rolling? Um. Well, you're not detecting the traps on whatever you're doing is probably Light using thieves tools. The, yeah, okay, using thieves tools. Eleven. <laughs> Did you do the uh, oh, guidance? Yeah, hold on. Let me do the guidance. There's a chance. Roll that that d4 really well. Uh so that is fourteen. Hmm. I'm gonna say you didn't miss by enough to trigger it again, but you you did find out that it is a resetting. Uh, it is a resetting trap. Oh. Like, as you're working on the, uh, the the lock, you notice there's, like, this little spring that is used in that type of trap that kind of depresses and pulls the uh, thing back around naturally. <laughs> but you didn't fail by enough to re-trigger it. <laughs> <clears throat> um, is there something we can stick in there to stop the blade while we're working? Yeah, you can probably just shove something, uh, you know, wedge something in, you know, the, the lid and the hinge. I take the regular log book and use that okay so you kind of shove the corner of that in there and 
Um, so uh, give me a check to open the... Uh... Oh, that's much better. 19. <laughs> so you unlock it, and like the thing shears like halfway through the, uh, through the cover, but it doesn't get anywhere near your fingers, and you manage to pop the lock open. And there is a much nicer looking book inside here. Hey, guys, I got it. <laughs> Woo! Cool. What's in this book? I don't know. I hand it off to, to Garland. Let him uh, flip through it. Um, there's a bunch of ledgers and people are like coded with like initials. So it, it'll say th- something like um, <laughs> disposed of package for BO this date. <laughs> One sec. And then there's other things in there saying, you know, shifted this much silver from this place to here to cover debts. All right. So this is probably the dude's secret ledger that <clears throat> the prisoner was talking about. Um, the the regular logbook that says, yep, fed them. Yep, they're still here. Mm-hmm. Does it have individual names of the people or is it just a general? Yeah, it, it has their, it has all their names, but it looks like um, what happened is when someone makes the new logbook, they put the names on all a bunch of the pages and then the guards will come in and just whip the things down. So they probably paid someone that was like an actual scribe to put all the names in it, which is really sad because the, it, the you know, there's like months and months and years worth of names in here. And they probably are just assuming all these people are going to stay in here indefinitely. <clears throat> well then, well, I can think of at least one guy that's not going <laughs> to, I don't know why, but I feel, feel like I want to let that guy out. <laughs> part of me wants to let the uh the the part of me wants to let the whole crew <laughs> part yeah part of me is thinking that too but there's probably some really bad here too <clears> oh <throat> uh, hit that moral dilemma now it's like oh, if you let the one out and it's like what, what, uh, what about me i'm dying <laughs> well maybe maybe there'll be another time <clears throat> <laughs> so do you come back down the stairs Yes, yes, we come back down the stairs. Are you all all right? Who's asking? Who's asking that? That's uh, the, the, the person in that last cell. Yeah, they're dead. You sure? Yep. There was more than one? Yep. If there's more than one, how are you sure that they're all dead? <sighs> well, well, odds are they were going to stay together. I'm, I'm just thorough. I, I can't I help it. <laughs> no, I get it. I understand your, your thoroughness. There's probably one to begin with. There's one headless body, so two. Yeah. I mean, that's possible. Let's put it this way. If we find out about another one, we'll come back. We'll kill it, too. All right. Well, you may not have to worry about that. Are you going to kill me now? No. Oh, my God. I talked to you. I know too much. <laughs> I'll hold up the book and say, is this your ledger? Yes. Yes, that is. Yeah, look at that. <clears throat> that would be kind of useful to you in some respect, wouldn't it? Yes. I mean, it's a little dangerous because, I mean, if the griffins that were on the take were to find out that I had this. But then again, I only knew one of them. I didn't know about any of the other ones. They were all just uh, initials. If I never know anyone's initials, I should be fine. <clears throat> I wonder if we could blow this whole thing open. Probably wouldn't be worth trying. We know a griffin who's on the straight and narrow. At least as far as we know. <laughs> I helped clean things up in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, yeah, we're going to, I think we're going to give this to so-and-so and see if they can do anything. Okay. Um, what do you think? Should we let this guy out? Yeah, I think he helped us and- not like he killed anybody right i think you know definitely you know imprisoned under weak pretenses especially imprisoned indefinitely yeah <clears throat> this place is a shithole yes it is <laughs> i say we just burn it down but then we could possibly <laughs> be letting bad things loose something to put on the list for later 
<laughs> try and reform the uh the process <laughs> for hilltop <clears throat> all right let's let's crack this lock all right this one is more substantial they did put the thicker heavier doors with better lock however yeah. my bet is it's not trapped <laughs> i would go through the trouble to trap the locks on cell doors right <laughs> that would really suck if you sent somebody to uh go feed the prisoners and forgot to tell them about that <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, I am so sorry. Oh, oh Joe lost his hands because we forgot to tell him about the traps. So how are we getting this guy out after we crack the lock? He's going to walk out with us. We came in four guys. What are you talking about? Here, here's some silver. I mean, it's not like the person who's, who's guarding the joint is a griffin, right? It's just some dude. That's true. He's already been well compensated. All right. Uh, so I guess I will go ahead and give a crack at it. Okay. Come on, dice. Don't fail me now. You can do it. Sometimes this thing just spins too long. Woo-hoo. Ah, 12 plus 2, 14. Okay. Um, it is a good lock, but it's not a great lock. So you manage to uh, pop it open with that. And as you are doing that, you hear um, you hear someone saying, Hey, I can't... Um, if you come up here real quick, I'd like to make some more friends. Are we going to be here all day? Silver. Silver is friends. That's what I'm saying. It's the, the, uh, the guards, the guards. Voice. Gotcha. So um, yeah, yeah. He, he will talk to Garland. He said, uh, if I gave you something extra, the silver would have more friends. Uh-huh. Um, there is uh, Griffin, Griffin Brass coming down the street. You may want to um, go to the back and hug the wall all the way down. Give him some friends. Here's one friend, and there will be more when we... Uh, you're not leaving right now? And he, he points over to the uh, the procession of... There's about five griffins coming this direction. I don't know why there's that many coming here. There's, they never come to Hilltop in that many. Uh, is there another way out of here? Well, I mean, it's not really another way, but if you go all... If you hug the side of the building, because they're coming from that side, if you go to that side of the building, stay along the side of the building and then go to where the hill touches the wall and follow that all the way down, probably no one will see you. Okay. But you're going to have to go soon. All right. You pop the lock, right? Yeah. Okay. Here's two more friends. Make sure that they're distracted. Okay. Um, yeah, they usually don't ask me a whole lot, so I didn't see anything at all. You're a good man. I, I, I just like having friends. And he holds up the silver. <laughs> there may be more friends where that came from. <laughs> I'm going to remember you. Let's go. All right. Um, By the way, no one was ever in here. No. Um, no, no. I mean, literally, the cell. <laughs> no one was ever in here. Oh, okay. What kind of um, armor does Garland wear? I wear... I wear chainmail. Chainmail's kind of noisy. <laughs> so, I have... Trickery Domain gives me Blessing of the Trickster. Um, I can give you advantage on dexterity stealth, stealth checks for one hour. Nice. Very nice. And on that note, um, let's do a group stealth check. Wow. <laughs> Your accountant was very stealthy. <laughs> he really wanted to get out. <laughs> I needed the... May not be enough. 13. Okay. 14. 16. So, all right. Uh, anyone want to spend uh, spend anything on that or let no stand? <laughs> I'm going to let it ride. Okay. Um. You did manage to get the majority of the group making the uh, stealth check. 
um, a little bit uh, kind of skittered down the side of the hill, but not enough that the uh, griffin moved over in that direction <clears throat> to investigate it. You get down to the, uh, the place where the hill meets the bottom of the uh, wall, and you are now not within line of sight of the procession of griffins heading for the uh, heading for the uh, for hilltop. Awesome. <laughs> now, what would you like to do? Uh, it is pro- at this point you're probably late afternoon. Make for the exit. Um, I'm also thinking that I might need to go hit that apothecary, as risky <laughs> as it is. <laughs> Unless you don't have any heels left of you right now, do you? <laughs> I don't know. Do you have some sort of can? I I don't know if I've played a cleric in fifth edition. Do you have any cantrips or anything? The only healing cantrip is um, spare the dying. Okay, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which I do have. <sighs> yeah, you don't I'm, get free hit points. You just get free not dying. <laughs> I'm down to one right now. <laughs> after that poison. Bargles are nasty because they are massive glass cannons. Like, they're very easy to kill, and they are horrible if they actually touch you. <laughs> yeah. I've only got eight hit points myself. We're, we're not doing so hot. <laughs> we may need to, uh, <clears throat> as much as I hate to admit it, we may need to actually take some time off. Yeah, um, still supposed to meet... Uh, Drummond's. Drummond. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're supposed to meet drama and, and flagstones behind the moat house oh let's go do that on uh after we drop off the varghuls at uh at the apothecary oh yeah and okay. then you can decide if you want to chance the <laughs> potion so, so if you uh head over to the uh moat house it's still daytime there's there's people filtering in because you know there's lots of afternoon people and there's people that come in here to do their, their business that get assigned to their rounds for where they go in the neighborhood. But you can pretty easily inspect the, uh, the outbuilding. The one that you think um, the crow was referring to is this makeshift uh, sauna that they tried to build for themselves that they thought was upscale and doesn't get used very often after the incident. So... <laughs> Hey, the people in the nice neighborhoods had saunas. We, we wanted to try it, too. Yeah. So what would you like to do with this? Well, look to see if there are flagstones like they like the crow was referring to. Yeah. The, on the, the floor of this place, it looks like um, they did try and make this look nice. And they went and made the nicest flagstones you can get from other buildings that had collapsed over the years and tried to work some nice ones in. So the floor of this uh, building is all kind of covered up in that. There is a stove in the corner with a receptacle for uh, water on top of it. And there's a bench in Ah, uh, do we just go and start pulling up the flagstones? Check for loose ones. <clears throat> yeah, I guess that's the start. Check nope. for traps first. <laughs> <laughs> um, would uh, someone like to lead the investigation while the other people help them and give them advantage? I think the person with investigation should lead the investigation. <laughs> I like this idea. The person with investigation thinks you're nuts trying to pull up flagstones to somebody's property <laughs> because a crow told you to. But okay. If, if you knew the guy, you'd understand. <laughs> he said he'd be here, so maybe <laughs> he'll show up. You know what? I'm I'm going to say, just for that observation, take a point of inspiration. <laughs> 16. Okay. Um... You're looking around and, you know, Barrow was very set on 
you know, you, you have to move these flagstones to look for something. But as you're looking around, the bench is, it's weird because under the lip of this wood, there appears to be a hinge. Well then, damn crow led me astray. Well, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna pop this thing open. Stand back. <laughs> All right, give me a strength check. That I can do. Aro does give him quite a, quite a, oh, seriously? Seven. I am not going to say that you were not strong enough to uh, pop this thing. I'm going to say you actually did this too well. So you rip this bench out and it's kind of like hanging off one of the hinges. But the other thing that happens is underneath this bench was a sack full of something that rattles that pops out. And on top of that, there is a jar with a preserved head in it. And that jar flies out and hits the ground and the, pres- the, the head in the fluid that was preserving it is just laying there on the ground now. Why do I well, hang out with you people? Dan, <laughs> does this head look like anybody we know? Um, not really. Um, then again, you don't know many people whose head have, has been pickled for a certain amount of time either. So, <clears throat> um, The smell is not like, um, like disgusting... Uh, uh decay type smell it is like sharp weird chemical smell from so besides the jar then what else was was looks like is in there are you gonna look in the sack yes <laughs> when you look in the sack there appears to be um cleaned bones like they're not you know not like the body just rotted away it looks like somebody specifically you know, treated these bones to boil away or whatever the flesh on. And there is a, basically a calcified heart. Okay, so somebody killed somebody and went through a lot of trouble. What was Draman investigating? (laughs) Draman was investigating someone that disappeared. And um, you know what? I I don't know that he told you the rest of the, the story other than that he was obsessing with this person. All right, then. <laughs> uh, and I, I'm speaking out loud, too, saying, uh, Draman, uh, is this what you're looking for? <laughs> kind of waiting for a response, seeing if anything happens. And, and at this point, a crow flies in, and the I crow, look at Morgan and point and go, see? The, the crow looks at Barrow and says, oh, yep, that's who I was looking for. I hope they, ha- I, I wish they had a better end, but I, I was afraid it, it turned out like, by the way, Morgan and Garland, you do not hear any voice coming from this crow. Oh, great. Now I'm a crazy one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I figure Garland is seeing parts of the city that don't exist anymore, and Zen Lane is Zen Lane. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's fair. All right. Well, let's turn this over to the proper authority. And, and when... Uh, when Garland says that, the uh, Draman Crow goes, don't trust the they're in on I look over at them and say, we can't trust the Griffins. They're in on this. Not even one Griffin? We don't know how far this Uh y- You could be putting any money, anybody in danger that uh, helps you out. The Crow says no? <laughs> Again, uh, like, none of, you're not hearing any of this. So you're just, this is a Crow sitting here going, ah. <laughs> That boy ain't right. <laughs> oh. What we're saying here is that the only legal authority in town is so corrupt that we can't trust them. So who do we take this to? I look over at the crow. No. <laughs> the crow the crow kind of uh, tilts its head and says, that's the real trick, isn't it? Figuring out how to get justice. And it flies off. <laughs> Bugger! I look back at them and say, great, it left us on our own. 
Uh, I guess this is another thing we take onto our plate. Plate only has so much room on it. <laughs> Not a serving platter. Uh... There's, there's something weird about using the serving platter analogy while you have a, a dismembered head, too. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, first things first. Now we've got a uh, preserved head that is no longer in the preserving fluid. Yeah, I'm not touching that. I'll take care of it, but we're going back to <laughs> Brewer again. Uh, and I'll grab the, the bag of the uh, the bones. And don't forget the calcified heart. Oh, yes, and the heart. <laughs> oh, my inventory is going to look weird. What about uh, your liché priest friend that handles dead people anyway? I think that's uh, that's where we're going to go after that. We're going to preserve the head again with uh, with the help of Brewer, and then take it to Brother Sebastian. Brother Sebastian's all in now. <laughs> hey, uh, we're going to involve you in this crime. <laughs> so, um, as you're leaving the uh, scene of this uh, this uh, area, such as it is, could you give me another group uh, self check? Why not? Oops. Um, you have that advantage for an hour. So if it's been within an hour, you still have yeah. advantage on stealth. Tail end, but yeah. Double oops. Wow. <laughs> yeah, 20... I didn't do so hot either. 24. Eight. <laughs> you know it's bad when even I mess up. So uh, I feel better because I got a nine. <laughs> <laughs> so you're coming around the edge and you're kind of, you know, you're not just carrying the stuff out but you're walking out from behind mm -hmm. the moat house and one of uh grandmother sharks sees you and says we've been meaning to talk to you for a long time about well grandmother wants to talk with you. us in general or one of us in specific no no all of you have been kind of making a name for yourself in fact we were hoping to find that uh that goofy nobleman that usually hangs out with you but uh we'll take you for now who is this guy can you give us a couple of minutes? Like, we will gladly come and have a conversation with Grandmother Shark. I feel like this is the best time to bring you in, because I feel like any negotiation that needs to be done should be done with leverage. <laughs> and there's, like, two other people with their um, vermin-catching cudgels with them. <laughs> it Look. shouldn't hurt too much. Oh, it's not going to hurt. <laughs> we can even go in the office the back way. Do we have any idea how long this head's going to stay <laughs> viable? I mean, it's been in this fluid for a while. It's probably it, it's probably good for at least a few hours before it starts drying up. As long as it's recognizable as whoever it is, because we, <laughs> we need to leverage that more than anything it's, it's else. It's pretty saturated at the moment. Fine, let's have a conversation. So um, they um, take you around the back of the... Um, the, the, the place you have never been able to get into. And um, they walk you in the back door. And the back door of the palace is not as impressive as the front. Of course, the front really isn't impressive if you've seen any other districts. But compared to this district, the only other place that's anywhere near as nice is the well. But as you come in the back, you are ushered into this fairly spacious office. Um, all of your people stay around you, all of your escorts. And a woman walks in. And this woman is um she is very tough looking i um i would try to come up with a better description but the best i can come up with is if you take uh mama from the uh dread movie and make her just a little bit older that's what you're dealing with here i don't understand that reference lena headley oh okay 
yeah. yeah. All but right. Yeah, she she's got like scars and she's got short hair and you know she looks like she's got the uh, the the attitude and the shoulders to break you in half if she really wanted you to if she really wanted to. <clears throat> you people have been running around this district for over a month now, causing all sorts of ruckus. We have never come to a formal agreement. You're right. Why do you think that is? Well, we've been damn busy. <laughs> I know. Otherwise, I wouldn't even know you uh, people were. I'll tell you what. Clearly, our guild is the guild that is doing the most for this district. That's why people give us such de- different. So it's important to make sure that our guild is well-funded and taken care of and is running. That's I just the only... an eyebrow. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the only way this, uh, this district is going to keep... And you all know this is the reason the sewers suck here is because they are demanding a uh, an extra amount of uh dues from the uh from the uh the sanitary excavators guild and basically yeah, y'all need it. to work that out because <laughs> we need proper maintenance of the damn sewers you have no idea you know what i think we can be on the right footing if you do a job and I think this job is right up here. You see, we have heard that uh, there's a pest, and this pest is a little out of hand to the point to where people are a little afraid when things flood out later in the year that this thing is going to be up on the Not a crocodile, is it? How would you know? Why? We've met it. Yes, there is an exceptionally large crocodile that people are a little afraid of for flood season. I need this thing taken care of before flood, which means I need all of you to have this done in like before next month. I'll give you one month to prove to me that that crocodile's gone. But if flood season starts and anybody sees this thing on the streets, I'm going to have to think that you don't want to do business. I'm going to walk in here and I'm going to drop that croc's head at your and you're going to leave us alone. I mean, sometimes you just need to, to get freelancers, but uh, I'll tell you what though, in the meantime... I'll give you one month, and she she hands you out the um, temporary guild passes for all of you to be recognized as vermin catchers for the next month. No one should hassle you for killing any any vermin. Pleasure working with you. I hope so. Remember, you got a month before flood season. Nobody sees that thing up above the... Not a problem. And she will let you out. <laughs> Better get you some tougher armor there, big boy. <laughs> After we're gone... <laughs> That's it? I thought she was going to really screw us. That's a dead crock. Yeah, that could have gone a lot worse. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, you know, super excited about going down in the sewers again so soon, but I mean, it's a crock. It's a big crock. Think about it this way. We can have crocodile leather armor. How cool would that be? Boots and yeah. Doing the most for this neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. So after that uh, sphincter moment, <laughs> imagine how poorly that would have gone if they knew we had this book <laughs> all right back to brewer all right so you go about three streets over and you know you smell the um actually pungent alley is kind of nice today it, it's kind of a, a a a spicy uh deep smell that is not one of the more horrible smells that's coming back there you don't know what brewer must have dumped back there in your aromatic alley yeah yeah <laughs> So um, if you walk in the shop, um, Brewer has on the same uh, the same uh, mask mm-hmm. that they were wearing previously. Hello, how are you doing? Well, the day just keeps getting more and more interesting. Did you happen to find what we were looking for? Yep. Wonderful. Was it what I thought it was? Yep. 
I was going to be so disappointed if it was imps. Nope. Gargoyle all the way. Wonderful. And uh, their bite, their bites sting a little bit. Oh, yes, they do. <laughs> oh, I should have given you antitoxin. Yeah, that would have been, nice. been awesome. Yeah. I'm a little absent-minded. The important thing is we have these two heads. That is the important thing. I am so excited. Do you want to stay and watch me render the heads down to get the ichor? No. It's a very exciting process. I've built a machine. I'm sure it's (laughs) gripping, but we have something else that's also quite as important. It literally is gripping. (sighs) Well, so I will uh, get you your vial from... It's so fortuitous that there were two heads. I will render this one for your vial, and I'll have this one for my experimentation. It's wonderful. Yeah, we have another uh, task that we need you to perform. Really? We need you to preserve this head. (laughs) <laughs> Brewer reaches out and touches the, the, the fluid-saturated cheese. Amateurs. Yes, unfortunately, we broke the containment and the fluid escaped, but we need to preserve this long enough that we can figure out who this was uh, to find out who killed them. Do you want it um, immersed, or would you like a treatment that you could put? I mean, some people like their uh, dis- dismembered heads free and outward. Um, yeah, um, just preserved. One sec. So um, Brewer, oddly enough, actually has some uh, some preservatives to dump this head in. <laughs> Honestly, the most expensive thing is just the jar, and they plop the uh, head into the uh, <laughs> into the jar. Oh, so um, now since you did this job for me, um, and I will render this down, so I'll take that out. But I think that leaves us with about. Uh, and Brewer starts counting out. Yes, I think this is fair. And Brewer hands you a purse full of 400 silver. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. I was very low on Demon Ecker. All right, then. If you don't need it, I could actually spare you a little bit more if you want me to give me the second. I mean, we need Demon Ecker for a project. All right, then. (laughs) Arts and crafts. Yeah. Of all of the people in this district, telling Brewer that you need Demon Icker for a project is, like, not going to phase them at all. Yeah. <laughs> all right, then. Well, is there anything else I can do for you? This has been a massively profitable day. I think I could use one of your famous healing potions, please. Ooh, I just got a new recipe. This will be fun. Yeah, looking forward to it. All right, well, um, so that will be, uh, say, do you want one of the experimental potions? Or do you want the more standard potion? It'll affect the pricing a little. <laughs> In what way? Well, they would uh, let go of the experimental potion for 25 souls. Otherwise, it's... I've seen what the normal ones can do, so I don't know. <laughs> the experimental one will be much worse, so I'll go experimental. <laughs> I was actually not expecting that to go that direction. I... <laughs> yeah. Probably... I... Well then, here you go. Um, this one works a little bit differently. Um, in order for this to work, you actually have to inject it directly into the bloodstream. And Brewer hands you this big metal, like, you know, old style syringe with this gigantic needle. <laughs> Why can't I just, ah! <laughs> All right, one, two, stab. <laughs> so um, you can definitely um, roll uh, 2d4 plus two. Three hit point. Okay. All right. Now, <laughs> I need a con save. All that coming. Oh, that's not too bad. Uh, that is 18. Okay. And now I need a charisma save. Watch. This is the one I fail, even though I've got a plus two in it. 
Yeah, uh, nine. Is that your final answer? That is my final answer. It's not a one. I can't reroll it. Oh, uh, I do have inspiration. You do? Though. Yes. I'm interested to see what happens. <laughs> okay. All right, then. So, uh, if you would, I would rather you inflict. Um, roll D100. 45. All right. Oh, that's, that's a sad one. It's not as exciting as it could have been. But you have a new flaw. Whenever you play into this flaw, you can get inspiration. This particular flaw is, um, I find it hard to care about anything that goes on around me. Mm. And part of what is happening here is your, there is like this recurring, like numbing sensation from this healing potion that just kind of hits you in waves every so often. How do you feel? Uh, I don't care. Fascinating. <laughs> Does anyone else need healing? I'm fine. <laughs> I think this guy's kind of a quack, and I'm like, uh, I, I think I'm just going to risk it. <clears throat> well, then, I am glad to have done business with you. A pleasure as always. Um, I will. It will take me at least a day to get this rendered, so if you can come back sometime after that, I should have a vial full of ichor for you. That's all right. We need to find Z first. Ah, yes. Uh, not out behind the shop? Uh, we got to look again. <laughs> <laughs> all right, then. Um, so at that point, um, actually what we're going to do now, um, well, what are all of you going to do? I will let you know now that, um, we're at a point where I'm going to give you all, uh, 14 <laughs> days of downtime to, uh, spend here. So what are you looking at doing knowing that, um, you probably need, let's see, you probably need, uh, at least 10 of those to train. How long does it, is the healing take place? Um, after a long rest, you will lose that trait unless oh, you, uh, okay. yeah. <laughs> uh, what about for the, the hit points period, though? Oh, um, uh, after seven days, you get that back, your hit points oh, and everything. Okay. Yeah. So, um, verifying how long you have to spend to, for anyone that's watching this, um, what we're doing in this game, in case you haven't caught it in, is I'm letting people level up whenever they have the downtime to pay for training for a level. So we're not messing with, we're not messing with uh, XP, and I'm not messing with milestones. It's just a matter of if somebody has enough time to train, then they can get a level. They can't get more than one level per downtime that they get. For some weird reason, you got six months of downtime. You're still not getting. You're not going to be able to train up to. So, uh, got an adventure in that time and <laughs> reflect on your experience afterwards. Exactly. So, um, all of what level are you three? All right, so to train from third to fourth is still 10 days and 20 silver. So would all of you like to train to get another level? Hell yeah. All right. Anything in particular you want to do with the four extra days you have of downtime? Are we able to train and rest at the same time? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, because those are the two things I'm concerned with because I got eight hit points and no spell slots. Oh, yeah. No, mainly the training time is just you kind of reflecting on things you learned while you were adventuring, so... Some of it might be practicing moves, but it's not like overly strenuous. So as long as you're getting a good night's rest every uh, every day, which is, again, one of the true fantasies of Dungeons & Dragons, I'm fully rested. <laughs> I think um, one of the other things that I would like to do is have a private meeting with Shania, <clears throat> give her the ledger, okay, inform her of the depth of the corruption, Um I don't expect her to be able to do anything about it, honestly, but I want her to have as much knowledge as she can have. And if there's any chance of cracking that open and making some change, you know, 
better to, to give it to her and go from yeah. there. Yeah, and when you give it to her, she's she's you notice like the weight on her shoulders, you know, seems to be getting deeper, like the more you explain these things to her, because she knew it was an uphill battle and this is feeling more and more like something kind of hopeless, because this just confirms to her that the people that she thought were just lazy and not doing their jobs are actually actively working <laughs> against the uh, public interest, and that's even more devastating Hopefully to her. Some of them. Hopefully there are some that are just lazy. I'll do what I can with this, Garland. Let me put it to you this way. Don't give up hope. I know it seems hard, but hope is the one thing that keeps it all going. If there was no hope at all, everybody in this city would... <laughs> It would be over. And as you're having this discussion, um, she looks over at the at the statue uh, of Morris and says, I guess we should all just be more like him. Yes. <laughs> Let Morris Sylvanus be the shining light we need in this time of need. What would Morris do? That's right. WWMD, oh, baby. Um, Morgan, um, one of the things that happens um, very quickly while you're you know resting and recovering and uh getting more prepared to look further into the mystery is the kids bring back someone else that is um that they thought would be a good candidate for being a uh messenger and when you see them they look like a a uh half-sized garland oh no <laughs> and as um and the the weird thing is that literally it's not like a child garland. It is like a three and a half foot tall garland. <laughs> kill it, kill it with fire. And the other kids introduce you to them. They don't talk a whole lot, but you know, I think they might be good for this. And it sees you and its face opens up and it goes <laughs> and it takes off running and dives into a sewer grate. Damn it. <laughs> so children, when we see something that size that looks like him <laughs> just leave it alone oh, oh okay <laughs> it's a long story <laughs> so borrow one night when you're or one day when you're not in your attic you don't see this but there is a shadowy figure that kind of looks like a transparent gray shadow but it has bat-like wings and it glides into your attic and you have the wrapped up thing that you took from your parents. And the shadowy thing wraps its hands around the thing that you took from your parents and leaves. And at some point, whenever, however often you check on that, you realize that it's gone. That's odd. <laughs> so on that note, I think we're going to wrap up for the thing, unless anyone else has any last minute thing they would like to address. Should be it. All right. Um, well, thank you all for playing. I had a lot of fun. <laughs> I feel yeah. like I threw a lot at you this time, but um, <laughs> thankfully you didn't try and take on too much for how beat up you were. <laughs> oh, I was beginning to wonder, but <laughs> what are you going to do? So, yeah, I, I hope you all had uh, had fun. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm having fun running this, and uh, I'm hoping that you're it, it, the, you're starting to see some pieces even though it seems like a lot of stuff is hitting at once because you know there's a lot of uh things up in the air at the moment <laughs> yeah <clears throat> so um i would just like to say um goodbye to everybody that is watching or listening to this thank you for indulging us and uh thank you um brandon and uh eileen and bob and i'm looking forward to two weeks when we have zimblain back again and yeah. we should have some interesting stories about where zimblain was at oh yeah I'm sure. 
<laughs> Some of them may not even be uh, safe for, for children. <laughs> and on that note, I think I'm going to sign off. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this session. Please check out all of the wonderful articles on Gnome Stew, including my review. Additionally, feel free to check out my blog at whatdoiknowjr.com. You can follow me on Twitter at whatdoiknowjr. Thank you for your time, and I hope you'll be listening again. <laughs>